This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Tough studio, Boomer and Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app. Good Wednesday morning. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody that celebrates this fake holiday and they suck money right out of us. And if you don't do anything about it, you're in the doghouse. There's nothing really good that comes out of Valentine's Day because if you do something nice, it's expected. If you don't do something, then you're, you know, you get yelled at. But anyway, have a happy Valentine's Day. You walked in, you looked at me, and you said, These are the dog days of winter, Biggs. These are the dog days of winter, and they certainly are, but they're never the dog days on Boomer and Geo because we got four hours for you that'll keep you laughing and happy, hopefully, in this frigid February in New York. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Jay. I'm doing great, and a lot of people are still talking about, you know, the Super Bowl, all the different variations of what had happened and what would have happened had uh, San Francisco scored a touchdown in overtime. You know, the interesting thing, if you think about San Francisco, they probably should have won the game. I mean, they had a muff punt. Muff. Think about that. What are you looking for, right? a muff? That's exactly right. And uh, Brock Purdy missed a wide-open Debo Samuel at the back of the end zone. You, you had just so many, like, weird missed little things. Missed extra point. Missed extra point that really created all these different scenarios uh, for Kansas City to come back and win. And and probably the, the biggest discussion point was, was overtime and... And, and how it impacted the game and how it's different now than it ever had been before. And, you know, and I was talking to my buddy Frank Reich, who was one of the guys that was the principals, a principal of putting together the new overtime rule. That's in, right. In, uh, in the playoffs and how it works. And now Kansas City said, had San Francisco scored a touchdown and and Kansas City came back and scored a touchdown that they were going to go for two regardless, that mm-hmm. they were going to lay it on the line 
Super Bowl. Yeah. Either lost or won by an attempted two-point try. Think about that. However, if they didn't do that and they ended up kicking a field goal, I mean, an extra point to tie the game, uh, then, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan's thought process worked out right. They would have gotten the ball third and then kicking a field goal in that situation, they would have won the game. But if they miss, let's just say they, they don't, let's say they have to punt. And then let's say, uh, you know, Kansas City has to punt. Yeah. You know, there's no ending until somebody scores. Yeah. So the, the game clock doesn't mean anything. The mm-hmm. down clock does, of course. And maybe they would have changed sides, I guess, had they flipped into a second overtime. But, you know, there's so many discussion points around it and who did the right thing, who did the wrong thing. And and really, you know what it ultimately comes down to? It ultimately comes down to who are you playing against and what do you think how the game is being how the game is being played. So if it's one of these 44 44, you know, Buffalo Bill or Cincinnati Bengal uh uh Kansas City Chief game, yeah, well, you're, the- you're going to play the game a little bit differently because it's going to be more wide open, more off. Perfect example is the Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes classic divisional game where they're going up and down the field and scoring within 13 seconds, that type of game. Right. That goes into so overtime. So maybe that's the game that you take the ball first. Yeah, and just keep the momentum going, go down there and score and, and put the pressure on them. But this game happened to be a really – it was a defensive game. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was not going to lose it. But, I mean, if it's a defense against it's a completely different story. And think about had Kyle Shannon said, okay, you know, we're going to put, um, you know, uh, Kansas City's offense out there first, and they go down and they settle for a field goal. Now you're in a situation where a, a touchdown wins it for you. But then again, you know, it's you you have a second year quarterback who played reasonably well in the Super Bowl, I would I would yeah. I would suggest. Um, but you're putting a lo- an awful lot of pressure on him. An awful lot of pressure on him. And I, I kind of think that you know, when I when I really think about it, there's no real reason, there's only like a five percent reason that you would not defer in that particular situation. And the reason on you know Sunday night was not one of those reasons why you would defer and then you know take the ball on offense to start overtime. I, you know he made the wrong decision. Yeah, I mean, and he could talk about the analytics all he wants. I mean, there's been really no examples of this particular situation out there, so it's only hypotheticals on how it could work and what type of game it is. And I think that anybody that's watching the game and then breaks it down afterwards comes up with that same conclusion. Now. I still think that the game was won by the Kansas City Chiefs because they had the the best quarterback and the head coach. It was not going to screw those things up. And they all. blocked an extra point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all, all of those things. Um, so it's it. I don't necessarily feel like th- this game was blown like the Falcons blew the game against the Patriots. And I I do agree that the the Forty ers had a, a real chance to win. Should have won. I'm not sure if I can go that far because we both ended up picking the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in a close game for all the reasons that ended up coming up during yeah. the game. Better coaching, better quarterback, yeah, but you defense coming up in the biggest spots. Every one of those things happened. Yeah, you kind of don't expect a muff punt, though, to give Kansas City great field position. And then on the next play, it's a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, that that was the play. You know, If there is a play in this game that you know turned it, turned it around, that, that would be the play. And, you know, and then, then if you're Steve Wilkes, the defense coordinator for San Francisco, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. 
You know, like it's almost like you want to treat Patrick Mahomes like he's Lamar Jackson, the way that Steve Spagnolo ran and 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 the way that they rushed Lamar Jackson. But he, you know, he's not Lamar because he'll stand in there and he'll throw the ball over somebody and take a hit. He just won't go running around. I mean, he does run around to a certain extent, but he hit Rasheed Rice on a ball right across the middle where you know they were coming right at him. And even even Kyle Shanahan on the other side in the, in the face of a couple blitzes before they kicked their last field goal, I mean, they had plays called on. They just couldn't execute them. And they were supposedly blitz beaters if your wide receiver can beat the guy that's covering him. And one of the strengths of the Kansas City defense is that just how good their secondary is. And it's easy, like two days removed, to really replay all this stuff in your head to go back and look at the tape and say to yourself, why did they do that? Why, why would they think that that would work? But in in the body of the game, they, they're calling what they think is what would be a, a blitz beater by offense, and they just don't execute it for whatever reason. And it's probably because of the cover guy more so than the blitzing defensive back. Yeah, I, I would still rather not blitz Patrick Mahomes with his history of dealing with that. But than- did you see, though, like when they got behind uh, or, or San Francisco was up and now – uh, Kansas City now has time and, and timeouts to go down there and try yeah. to at least tie the game. I mean, now all of a sudden you're not blitzing him, and he's dink, 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 right down the field. And great quarterbacks understand that that's the way that you do it in that situation with that much time and the timeouts. And it well, this was is the whole point surgical. of having Nick Bosa and Chase Young is that you don't need to, or you shouldn't, in theory, have to be sending people all the time if they're actually doing their job. Well, they didn't send them all the time, but here's also what happens. As the game wears on and you're going no huddle late in the game, those guys get tired. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> I mean, there's so many little aspects to it, which is what makes the game so great and how each player is impacted by what is happening on the field in real time. And I thought they got a little tired at the end of regulation. Maybe that's also why why Kyle Shanahan felt like, you know what? Give me the ball. I, my defense needs a rest. Yeah, this is another one of those situations where a great head coach is in the crosshairs because something that he did and his team came up short in the biggest moment when Kyle Shanahan has been one of the best head coaches the game has had sure. over the last number of years. And it's just unfortunate because I think that most franchises would trade their head coach for Kyle Shanahan tomorrow, but now he is it looked to be a, a fool in this situation because it looked like he didn't have his team prepared as much as Andy Reid had his team, which I think is sort of a fair criticism, but it's not like this guy is some sort of moron. He's going to have that team right back there. Uh, he was able to to really get as much possible out of Brock Purdy in that situation. And as far as putting more pressure on Brock Purdy, I mean, I guess as the, the game goes on and it's the, the moments that will decide the game, there's got to be more pressure in his brain. But at the same time, I mean, this guy played an entire four quarters of a Super Bowl pretty calmly and pretty well. I, I thought he did too, but... I mean, is it, does, it, does it get that much different in overtime? Well, the other thing too is to remember that Kansas City gave up 22 total points in four playoff games in the second half combined. Mm. Their defense got better and better and better as games got on, went on. Yeah. And once Steve Spagnuolo figured out what the other team was trying to do, and then, you know, you know he's going to blitz once you get in over the 50. He's, he's just going to bring it. Every three out of four times, he's going to blitz. Yeah. And it's up to you to be able to handle it. 
and your wide receivers have got to get open. And when you have cover corners like they have in the secondary, you know, that that is like the, the major advantage. Um, I remember playing Cleveland back in the day, man. They had two corners, Hanford Dixon and Frank Minifield, that were a pain in the ass. And they were so good at covering that, you know, you had to make sure first and foremost that you were blocking first. And then you would go after those guys because you would need a little bit of extra time to get away from them, especially back in, in those days because they could hold. And they would never get called for holding. So I, when you put, when you have good cover guys like Kansas City has, you can take some chances defensively. And, you know, that's what happened. I mean, George Kittle really wasn't involved in this game at all. No, no, barely at all. By the way, did you see Tyreek Hill's tweet during or maybe it was like right after the game? where he said, why don't Spags got no interviews? Meaning, why did Steve Spagnolo go a whole hiring cycle without getting any interview at all? Just maybe a better coordinator than a head coach, and he's had a chance at a head coach. Sure. But, I mean, there's been other guys that have been recycled. There's another guy in that staff, Matt Nagy, who was the coach for the Chicago Bears last, what, three or four years, and um, supposedly at halftime, he gave, he gave a speech like, you know, we all got to come together here, guys. You know, none of this, like... And this was in direct um, correlation to the Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid kind of situation on the sideline. Okay. Yeah, which did we really ever find out what he was screaming at? No, no, but I did hear Patrick Mahomes' final call to McCall Hardman. You know, it was I, I heard the whole thing, the whole formation and everything yeah. else. And it was called Tom and Jerry and then... Peter King, I guess, sat down with uh, Andy Reid somewhere along the line. I'm not really sure. Peter King, but they put it out, and Andy explained the play. And you know, it's it's a, it's a, it's an old West Coast play that you know, if you got a fast guy and you're you're, you're kind of calling it to one side of the field, which is what they did. And the, the the name of the play ultimately was Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. And that's huddle, what it was. Tom and Jerry, fellas. Now. NFL Films records every single sound we'll, we'll that is find on, out. We'll find out on what, the sideline. But but this is what... Uh, will they protect Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid in that situation and not release that audio? Or it, will will it be out there? I think it's going to be out there. I, really? I, I, I disagree. I think that no, they're, they're, I, not gonna, they're not going to play that. You don't think so? I think Travis Kelsey knows that he was mic'd and knows that he was intense. And I always tell you he's on another level of intensity. I, I think you got to play it. I think you got to let us hear what the hell he said. And, you know, mm. what's going to happen is if it's disrespectful, which it looked to be. Well, I mean, it just his actions were whatever the whatever he said. I mean, you got you got a 65-year-old head coach. That he almost knocked down. Right. I mean, if you would have knocked him down. Oh, my God. That would have been like Pedro Martinez and Don Zimmer. You know, yeah, but they're on the same team. Head. I know, which is even crazier. That Pedro Don Zimmer thing was just nuts. <laughs> I, I mean, that that was... It's hard to even explain that one. <laughs> and he grabbed him by his head and threw him down. It was incredible. <laughs> I mean, was, and I know he was charging at him, and some people were like, well, what are you supposed to do? I mean, I don't know. You don't throw an 80-year-old guy to the ground. I mean, like, let's, say, let's say you're standing outside out front, yeah, and some belligerent woman comes up. What I, do you do? I mean, how threatening? I mean, is is this woman a bodybuilder or is she like five to one hundred and ten pounds? You know, I mean, there's all uh, different types of women. I, I mean, but you, do you ever think about being potentially in a situation like that? 
with like a woman attacking me and, yeah. and would I punch a woman? Yeah. I do I know. I actually have never thought about that. I feel like instinctually I'll do what I've got to do. I mean, like chances you have the are instincts that you'll try you'll try to do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, I I think like you'll probably say like, "Hey, hey, just back off." Yeah. In my space. Mm -hmm. Don't put me in a bad situation here. She takes one step out. Pow! <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think What would you do? Come I on, think seriously. if I saw a weapon, maybe but if it's just belligerent, no, if you, if she's you just saw a got, weapon, you'd be running. Well, yeah, I mean, if a weapon, you'd have to do something about it. But uh, just if it's just a woman that is just belligerent, I think I just keep moving. You know, I, 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 to me, that whole situation that happened in the Baltimore train station. The more I think about it, the more like you could see how people are just unhinged at times. Yeah, and are not thinking straight. You see this guy get his eyeball ripped out of his head at a game the other day? This was this is a video. A guy got his eyeball ripped out of his head. Yeah. Well, at what game was this? Hold on. I, I, just, I mean, was this in the States? So this just, has to be some sort of European, on, Kazakhstani, something. <laughs> I, what, what are we talking about here? Well, I just saw it before Spike pulled me into... Um, you know, lame duckskin pulled me into your <laughs> office. <laughs> lame duckskin. Uh, this was a... Oh, this oh, oh, this was an old one then. This is the, the eyeball. This is what it was. It was an eyeball that got ripped out at the Kentucky Derby. Remember that? Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah, guy's eyeball got ripped out oh, at the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. Oh, at the Kentucky Derby because they were arguing over horses? Yeah, and then Rascona sent me something yesterday. The great Brian Rascona. He was calling a uh, high school hockey game, and a brawl broke out. I, saw, I think I saw that. Yeah, he was calling it for LI Sports Network. It was Connecticut against Kings Park. Oh, yeah, you know. And there was a full blown brawl in the stands. In the stands, okay. And then, and then parents and kids and everybody were fighting each other. It spilled so, outside. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, I'm telling you, that's South Shore, man. You know, we don't mess. We oh, don't mess, kid. Goodness. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Kings Park's a little bit north, but, you know, we don't mess. <laughs> That's still, would you could still, you'd still consider them South Shore, right? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to really take a look at it, to be honest with you. I'd I mean, the north of the LIE, I believe. Yeah, let's see. But that, that's our, that's our area, man. We yeah, played no, those high schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see, map. I just want to make exactly, yeah, it, ha it has to be because they're playing. No, 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 no. It's 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 way farther north than you. Well, think. Kings Point is Kings Park. Yeah, Kings yeah, yeah. Park. I mean, Kings Park is on like twenty five. Yeah, yeah, or twenty was twenty five A. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's up there. Yeah, it's, it's even north of so that. So they consider themselves like that. It's on the way like to Stony Brook. Yeah, yeah. Even it's still, the heart of Long Island. Right. It's east of east of North. Do you think they yeah. consider themselves? North guy, like North Long Island guys? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And and you, na, 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 na. So do you think that Connecticut being na, na, the south the south part of Long Island, na, na, do you na, think na, that na. they brought the worst out of them? Uh, I'll tell you right now, the Connecticut definitely won that fight. Right, boy, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, I think for sure, because that's like that's like the, the Oakdale area, you know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, like, that's yeah. just west of yes. uh, me. So they're they're definitely they're not messing around. That's over in there. between the uh, Sunrise Highway and the LIE. It's also between East Islip and Sayville. It's right in there. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The Thunderbirds. <laughs> Way to go, man. Connect Quad no, Thunderbirds. Yeah. Uh, quickly, Joe in New Jersey. What's going on, Joe? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, man? Uh, no. 
My question is, I know you just mentioned and you were talking about Pedro with Don Zimmer. My, my point is, why wasn't a younger, not an 80-year-old man, the first to get to Pedro? Well, I mean, you know, you got to give Zimmer a lot of credit here, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, course. he went out there and tried to fight somebody. I mean, it just basically lost his mind. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to go back and remember the specifics. I mean, what I remember was Pedro was sort of just hanging out there as a innocent bystander in that situation. And here came Zimmer and he threw him to the ground. But well, I have to go I back mean, and listen, watch it. At, at the end of the day, if you're Zimmer, I mean, Pedro is not a very big guy. No. You got to. Now, if. The thing that disappointed me, like, he should have thrown his whole body into Pedro. Yeah, well, he was trying. He was trying. It's just tough. You know, I mean, you... I, Pedro was in a very weird situation. <laughs> this you know is what, what I mean? you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, I mean, like, I don't know. If a guy's charging at you like a Brahma bull, what do you do? <laughs> I'm not sure, but it just it looks so bad, you know? I, I, I know it looked, looked bad, terrible. But... I mean, you grab anybody by the head and throw them to the ground. It just looks bad, especially when you were you're talking about the elderly. You know? uh, yeah, but the elderly shouldn't be getting themselves involved in stuff like this. <laughs> Fair point. Eight seven seven. Yeah, eight seven seven. Yeah, right. I, that's exactly what I thought when it happened. I'm like, what in the world? I mean, he usually just sits over there next to Joe Torre. Yeah, and just quietly goes about his business. Yeah, and all of a sudden, something snapped in him, and he and he just. Bounced off that, or bounced off the bench and said, you know what? I'm going to go get me some. And that was sort of the way we felt about Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. Young Yeah, person, but they're on the same team. Young person, older guy. But they're on the same team. I know. But that's I mean, what makes it even crazy. you got to be kidding me. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Recco joining us in just a couple minutes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco with us. He's got an update. What's up, Jerry? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. 
Nobody. Uh, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan with the media on Tuesday. He sat there with John Lynch uh, and took questions from the reporters. He called this the worst loss he's ever had, and, and he was asked why that is. Because we lost the Super Bowl in overtime. You know, that's the one would be tied with it is was another Super Bowl. And behind that, you'd put NFC championships. You need these? You need my headsets? I know they are. We're doing this live if you need these. So that was Shanahan talking about why, obviously, he's lost Super Bowls before, but because he said it was an overtime, that obviously made it worse. Um, he says, yes, he was asked about, you know, when your game ends, do you kind of replay things in your head? And he says, well, of course I do. When you lose, you'll go over that stuff um, always um, throughout the entire offseason, through cutups, through everything. And then, of course, you had the question, and this uh, goes to the whole taking the ball to start the overtime. He said, no regrets. There was nothing that I thought in the moment that it did wrong. It was everything. I was proud of that and um, like the thought process behind everything. And so he is standing by it. I've seen it's so funny. I've seen some people say it's the dumbest decision ever. There are other analytic people that says it's the right decision. Uh, I, whatever. Uh, you're, you're betting on your team at minimum scoring a field goal and then holding the other team to a field goal, which would mean now you have the ball in order to end the game. Right, to win it. That that's what you're thinking, but in or this, touchdown, touchdown. Well, or yeah. touchdown, touchdown. Then you have it uh, for that too. But the, the second team that has touchdown, touchdown, the second team goes for two because that's their shot to win it. Because there's a very good chance that the opposing team is going to get into field goal range. Mm-hmm. So that's why you would go for it, uh, go for two. At that point, if you were the second team that scored in overtime the way it is. Can I ask you, if, if he stood up there and just said very simply, because I thought we would score and I thought my defense would go out and stop them. Probably, how would you argue with that? You, you couldn't. Well, especially, it'd be like you're, you're putting the ball in the hands of Patrick Mahomes. But I'm showing confidence with, in my guys. Yeah, but with an advantage because, as we talked about, he knows he has four downs. Sure. If you get stopped, all you have to, you know, then he has to score a touchdown to win. I mean, basically what you're doing is unless you score a touchdown, and even in that scenario, because they could go for two and win the game, unless you score a touchdown, you're at a severe disadvantage handing the ball to the best player in the How game. How about if you scored a touchdown and you won for two? Yeah, but like they still have, have an opportunity. Have, no, I know that. But if you went first, yeah, and you scored the touchdown, and then you went for two, I don't like and that. And now you have that. an eight point lead. That to me, so ballsy. I, I did talk to Frank Reich yesterday, and Frank was one of the principals that ended up putting these rules in to make sure uh, that both teams had a chance to legitimately have the ball. Like you know, Josh Allen didn't get the ball in that playoff game against the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes didn't get the ball against the uh, the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, So they wanted to come up with something, and one of the interesting things that they were thinking about when they were doing this is what would the second team do if they had to score a touchdown? Would they go for two? Would they not go for two? And I think it all depends on the way the game's being played and who your quarterback is, and quite frankly, we had the best player of his generation go right down the field and win the game. And by the way, they, you know, with two minutes left to go in the game, you're thinking that the 49ers have a chance. I mean, to win the game, they a should big win chance. the game. Yeah, yeah of course. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, they could not handle the blitz. And Steve Spagnuolo called a couple of key defensive plays. And if they could have gotten another first down, they 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 were going to win the game. 
but they didn't. Now, a part of this game, you saw the interception by Patrick Mahomes uh, at the start of the third quarter. I think this is after that, but I'm not 100% sure. This was NFL Films to Sean Gibson, uh, 49er safety, talking about Mahomes. This did not age well or it's not going to. That is just a regular quarterback, bro. Ain't nothing different. They just ain't been catching it. He regular, bro. And we're going to make his ass look regular. Okay. <laughs> Might have been okay Whoa. at the time. I call, that t- I call that touching the money. <laughs> oh, I would say so. Yes. Whoops. So um, that regular guy is going to go have a parade in Kansas City today. Yeah, another one, yeah. Another one, yes. Joe Swift going to be at the parade? No. no. Al said that the, the city of Kansas City asked yeah. him not to go. Yeah, the mayor had said just because he can't handle it. Not like stay away yes. from the city, but just that... You add an extra how many thousands of people in a city that's going to be mobbed oh, by millions. On. You got to embrace the whole thing. Now, I'm, I'm assuming that she's on her on her way to Australia. Aren't they, they're a day ahead of us, right? She's the, got tour the, dates this week in yeah, Australia. Yeah, in yeah. Australia, yeah. the international dateline is something I am not great at. I really every time this comes Eddie's up with Japan or Australia, I have to look it up. I off the top of my head, I have no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, they're ahead of us. We also learned Eddie's very good at the, for a guy who doesn't believe in God, very good with the Ten Commandments. Yeah, well, that's, I always find that the, the, peop, the people who don't believe in God know the most about religion because the more they learn, the more they can the fire away. Yes. He was very good with it today. Uh, the Celtics beat the Nets 118 110. Jason Tatum at 41. He scored 31 in the first half. Uh, Nets in Boston tonight. Knicks visit Orlando. They are filing a uh, protest because of that loss in Houston. So I read, I think, seven times a protest has worked where they've picked up the game and countless times it hasn't. So if, if it does work, these two teams would have to reconvene at the end of the regular season at some play point. play overtime, basically. Yeah, or at a at a, a date where they're both open and it makes sense and, and play overtime, yeah. which would be but nuts. You know, what's, what stinks about it, if you're a Nick fan, though, or if you're part of the Nick organization, is one game could be the difference between being the four or the five seed, yeah. the three or the four, the two or the three, whatever, and that could mean a home game and a home court advantage in the series. That sucks. Well, you know, the... the oh. If if they decided to uphold the protest, I mean, where that would be that would be nuts. Just playing a five minute overtime. Yeah, you know what would be interesting is Eddie points out the Knicks would be healthier. They'd have a different team than true. they had here. They could throw their actual starting lineup up there at the end of the regular that is season. Very true. Give them an advantage. The last time they overturned a game, I was reading was Shaq. Um, I forget what year it was, but. They fouled them out of the game, and the officials then later said, yeah, our mistake, it was five, not six. Well, in this case, they admitted they made the mistake on the foul. So, I I, I don't know. I don't know if they'll get it, but uh, they're at least going to try. The Magic did lose to the Thunder, 127-113. Notable because they did retire Shaq's number 32 at halftime. Uh, our guy Minko with St. John's last night, who did not fare well. Jenkins slide past the Soriano, but the pass is broken up. Oduro, the deflection, the gains. And here comes Duall inside to Oduro, lays it up and in. He was pissed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really oh, disappointing. Yeah, That's a disappointing they wound up losing to Providence 75-72. Rick Pitino disappointed, too. Uh, we got beat, but there's lots of season left. Look, the guys fought really, really hard tonight. They want to win badly, um, and I'm real proud of them. Uh, we intend on winning our next six games. 
Yeah, I think they're six and eight now in the Big East with that loss. Well, they basically need to at this point. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. They got to win a bunch of games here down the stretch. No, yeah. So six and eight in the Big Ten, uh, Big East, and fourteen and eleven uh, overall. Also of note, uh, yesterday Syracuse beat number seven North Carolina eighty six seventy nine. How about this stat? They said sixty eight times a ranked team has played an unranked team, and they're thirty four and thirty four in that time. Uh, I'm sorry, a top 10 team. Oh, okay. So a top 10 team has played an unranked team, and they've only won 34 of those games. That's kind of nuts. But How, how long does that go back to? This season. Oh, this season this is been, Yeah, I believe it's this season. Yeah. It's been crazy. Because anybody can beat anybody. Um, Rutgers beat Maryland. <clears throat> really not crazy, actually, at all. Well, uh, Matt, well Maryland was seven and a half point favorite. Yeah, and you lost. And then Rutgers beat Wisconsin on uh, Saturday as well. How about okay. that? Number 11. Uh, very difficult night for Al as his number 23 Sycamores, mm. Indiana State. They were ranked for the first time in like 40 years. And then they lost on their home Florida, Illinois State, uh, 80 to 67. Sorry. Yeah, couldn't handle the success. <laughs> really? 80 to 67. Heavy is the crown. Yes. No. Wow. At home, yeah. It was a very difficult 80 to night. 67. That's, that's First time I've seen Al upset by a sporting event result. This morning he was uh, he was ticked <laughs> since off. the Super Bowl went into overtime. <laughs> <laughs> had to stay there an extra half hour. Oh man, it's funny. Seton Hall plays Xavier, number one UConn at DePaul, and Fordham home for St. Bonaventure. Am I allowed to play Carlos Mendoza, or do you not want to hear from him? No, he's fine. He's okay. I, we haven't really heard much from him. No. So he is the new Met manager, and this is uh, the first day yesterday of the journey, as they say. We're building that foundation starting today, and that's going to be the message. You know, uh, we're not winning a championship on day one, and we got to make sure we prepare. We got to make sure we we build those relationships, and then and we start connecting. Uh, but yeah, understanding that. There's high expectations here in New York, and, and they want to win, and we want to win as well. Not after this offseason. <laughs> expectations are uh, are shot. Microphone there, Jerry. I know you don't have headsets here. but just Yes, I don't have headsets. So today is the official reporting date for pitchers and catchers for the Mets tomorrow for the Yankees. Devils Predators last night, and the Devils backed up a win with a win. Now here's Nemitz getting in front for a jam try by Lazar. That's wide. It comes out in front. It's loose. They score. It'll be Timo Meyer. Firing one home late, and the Devils lead 3-2. to two. I, I blame you. I mean, uh, he had four goals to call last night. None of them did he elongate. Just really? normal calls. Your fault. Devils win 4-2. He's probably two. out in Nashville uh, the night before. That you was, know? Yes. Wasn't himself. Him and Chico? Yeah, you see those guys are like, red solo on Broadway. <laughs> no, I couldn't see that. Uh, they win 4-2. They scored three goals in the third. Uh, that was Timo Meyer with the go-ahead goal. Nico Hirscher, uh, Hirscher scored twice. One was an empty netter, but he did score twice. Devils 27-21-4. As for the Islanders, a shootout loss. There's Thomas Tatar. Very good shooter. Just his second attempt of the season. Shooting from there. To good move, open net, and he scores. Oh, and so that really put him ahead. Shot. That was Brendan Burke and Butch Goring on MSG, um, but they could not score the other way. They were stopped, and so they would uh, only give up one goal in the shootout, and they would lose the game by the score of 2-1. With the loss, the Islanders 22-18-13. Alright, thank you, Jerry. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You know, I was thinking about 
And this might be like a two inside thing for me because I was a board operator at one point and knew when games went into overtime or there were pitching changes in baseball. You had to do certain things. But the Super Bowl is the biggest thing on television. The most expensive advertisements are on the Super Bowl. So when there's extra time in the game and extra (laughs) breaks. Yes. How does that work? Oh, it works like an auction. Is this how how it works? An auction? Uh, yeah, like I a mean, live auction. I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I I heard some stories in my time, but this one was a uh, at all timer, and I'm not sure about all the specifics that go into it. All I know is that our boy Tony T over there. Oh yeah, the man. I mean, now, the the great thing is is that when it does go into overtime, people are more interested. The audience is swelling, so now all of a sudden, it's a little bit easier to sell. You know more ad time, yeah, and you and you basically you have, I guess, what he would describe as pods of commercials, and you know you have uh, sponsorships for halftime, like Apple Plus or Apple Music. You have, uh, I think, we have Progressive for the post game, you know, and there's stuff for the pregame throughout it, whether it be Pizza Hut or or Geico, yeah. So it's all over the place. But when the game, like we haven't, I think this is the second game that went into overtime in the, the Super Bowl's oh, history, yep. So, you're sitting there. You're you're part of the sales team that is selling commercials for the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden the game's going into overtime, which is a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing is that you're going to sell more airtime. The bad team thing is is that if you're a football fan like Tony is, you're going to be distracted. Yeah, you can't. So uh... he told me that you know because you don't know whether or not uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to score a touchdown. Maybe they kick a field goal, and then there's going to be more overtime. That's right. So you got to be on the ball, and people are bidding for time. Right, and by the way, there, there is a communication between the NFL and CBS in this case. It could have been Fox, NBC, ESPN, anybody else. But in this case, it was CBS. And, you know, the NFL is telling CBS, okay, this is how many commercials you can sell now. And, you know, we want to get, the, you know... We want the game to come to an end, but, you know, we don't want it to come to an end because you could also sell. Yeah. And he goes, I said, I hope that you wrote down everything, that you remember everything, because that had to be like the craziest 20 minutes in sales history when something like that happens and the game is as good as it is and Taylor Swift is there and it's an exciting end and decision making and everything else that is going on. He has to kind of navigate through the, I guess, the quagmire of ad agencies and and different companies that want to get back into the Super Bowl now. Yeah, it is amazing to me that they don't have some sort of contingency plan that is sold already. Sort of like when they put they, the... They may, they may. I, I, I don't know all the ins and outs. There may be some of that. But you but you mentioned a bidding war that's happening at the same time. Like the company's coming in and I want to run my ad again. But, and, but how about this? It may be a different ad and then you got to find the ad. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, and that that's the thing. Like, okay... Oh, let's just, I, you know, I don't know if this is true, but let's, let's just take Geico for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Geico has an ad ready to go. Where is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's responsible for getting that ad on the air? Right. And there, then there's so much craziness going on, not just on the field, but behind the scenes. And then you got to send them a bill, right? You got to trust that they're good for it. <laughs> Well, be, the other they, they, yeah, yeah, but they're going to be good for it. I, I know, mean, you're I dealing know. with major ad agencies here. I don't, I don't necessarily know that they're dealing with a client. I think they're dealing with ad agencies, and the ad agency is dealing with the client. Sure, yep, right, absolutely. 
But, uh, but yeah, you know how they put, like, when you show up at a hotel and they put a hold on your card for X amount of money that yes. you're there? Like, that's what, how the, th- the way I would think that they would do it. Like, they'd also sell, hey, if it goes into overtime, you know, you pay us now for that ad, and then if it doesn't, we give you the money back type of thing. Well, it doesn't happen often. Yeah, it's true. It yeah, doesn't. It doesn't happen often. And then how much are these ads worth? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. So how much money do you think they could have made in overtime just from what we know about how much a regular uh, time or uh, ad would be? 10 to 15 million, I guess. I don't know. Man, an extra 10 to 15 million. It's incredible. Yeah, but you know, when you're selling $7 million spots during the game and everything else, and I got to believe that every one of those advertisers are happy because the game was tight. It was close. Oh, yeah. And the audience was building as the game was going on. Most watched Super Bowl ever. Yeah, I know, which is nuts how it's building. Because generally everybody's there in the beginning of the Super Bowl, right? I mean, how many people that are interested in the end of the Super Bowl aren't interested in the beginning of the Super Bowl? You know? Yeah, it's not I, like I word just, of mouth. Like, oh, hey, by the way, this game is, this great game is happening. And you're out doing something else. It's the Super Bowl. And, you know, the other thing, too, is you had, <clears throat> you had... You know, two kind of legendary franchises, very recognizable names all over the field. Yeah. Taylor Swift is in the stands with Beyonce and everybody, all the celebrities that that are there. And you have a compelling football game, and it's going to swell to 120 million people watching it. Yeah. I mean, if you're an advertiser, this is exactly what you're paying for. 100%. Did you see Jeff Goldblum when he was put up on the big board? Or are you I guys busy doing something? No, that not. was awesome. That was that could have been the best ever celebrity on a screen moment of all time. What what did he do? All right, so what didn't he do basically? Okay. So he's 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 looking down and he doesn't realize that he's up on the board and then someone tells him that he is. So he quickly puts on his glasses and he looks up as if he was a 10-year-old kid that's on there. He's like, "Ah!" <laughs> and then he starts uh he gets up he does like a, a heart sign to everybody and then starts doing a dance afterwards. And it's just like this 15 seconds of, of brilliance. He, he was just a guy who had been in Hollywood for I don't know how many years, decades and decades, had this pure, hey, how cool is this that I'm on the big board? I'm not even on TV. I'm just on the jumbotron here at the stadium. And it was just, there was something that was pure about it. And in a day that nothing seems pure, that felt pure. You know what It really would have been pure had they put Al Dukes up there? <laughs> Al Dukes of Boomer and Geo, the man who mixed up the mosses. <laughs> the thing I loved about the Jeff Goldblum thing, it came right after they showed Leonardo DiCaprio. Picking his was, nose. It was too cool. Right. Had his head down. And was given no reaction. Then I went to Jeff Goldblum, who went so over the top. It was such a great <laughs> difference between the two two guys. Do you think that Leonardo DiCaprio knew he was even on there? I do. Well, if he did, that's pretty bad. I can look up and wave, will you? He like, yeah. his head down, picking his nose. I got to believe that those guys are told that they're going to be put on the big board. I, I, I have to believe that. I mean, I, I don't know, but the way that Jeff Goldblum reacted, yeah, as you're did. saying, there's no way that he would have known that. Right, and also I know Taylor Swift knew she was going to be on it many times, but that first one where she's hugging Blake Lively, she was also surprised by that. So I'm sure they know at some point, but maybe not when exactly it's going to be. Hi, Boomer Geo, Coney alive. 
Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So I don't know if we had a chance to tell you, but we were walking around that Super Bowl tailgate before the game. I hear someone yell out, G! And I'm like, oh no. Here we go. This is another uh, person that, that Al's going to have to stiff arm because he doesn't want to deal with another uh, listener request for a picture or something like that. I turn around and who is it? Mr. Hollywood himself. Kevin Burkhart. Kevin Burkhart and his lovely wife going to the game as fans and not worrying about any of the nonsense that someone like Kevin Burkhart would have to worry about if we were a Fox Super Bowl where he's getting dragged around everything else. And I remember last year at the Super Bowl, we couldn't even get Kevin Burkhart on or in the, the uh, at the set because he was such a high-demand broadcaster at the time. Uh, so I was uh, surprised that his bodyguards allowed me to get that close to him. <laughs> and uh, and Eddie gave him yeah. one of his patented Scazzeri hugs. Uh, but yeah, I was I was talking to Kevin Burkhart, and we were just... We, I didn't ask him anything about Tom Brady or Greg Olson or any of that. We were just all reminiscing about the WFAN days and talking about things that were important to us. And then after that interaction, I said, man, that guy, not only has he called a Super Bowl already... He's going to be working with Tom Brady. He does all the, the the baseball stuff as well. He's like friendly with A-Rod and David Ortiz and Frank Thomas and Greg Olson and now Tom Brady and all these people. Like he, you want to talk about a, he's still relatively young. Talk about he got in the world by the balls, this man. And I felt uh, just great for him. And uh, he's going to be even more in the spotlight when Tom Brady joins the broadcast now, I guess Tom Brady has asked lots of different broadcasters, people who have done this before, for advice. And he's had long conversations with them. So how did your call go with Tom Brady? Uh, my call. You didn't talk to him? No. Why didn't he call you? I don't know. He should have called you. He should have. You would have thought he would have. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't. I mean, you would be the guy to talk to. Well, uh, yeah. You? I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's talking to, uh, I'm trying to think. I, I would assume Chris Collinsworth. I would assume... Uh, Troy Aikman. Aikman. Yeah, those guys, yeah. Yeah, but still, I mean, come on. You've been around it. You call, You did every single bit of the, 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 you run the gamut of NFL broadcasting. Yes. He should call you, and he's got your number, doesn't he? Yes. He does. I think, that's, I, I I think that's sloppy. At, I don't think. At, at, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it'll be fine. And Kevin Burkhart will be a great play-by-play guy working with Tom Brady. There's probably a little bit of nerves Starting for Kevin, you know, I don't know how well they know each other or have gotten to know each other. And Kevin's in a weird spot, too. It's just like he's in the really weirdest of spots because he's losing a guy that he's actually built up a great rapport with. Yeah. And they've gotten great reviews. Yeah, it's it is it's tough, but he doesn't make those decisions, and he probably has to be like, "Listen, Greg, there's nothing I could do about this." I was man. a little surprised that he was at the game. I figured that he and Brady would have been somewhere. Maybe like in Hollywood or something, calling the game just to get the feel of it. Yeah, and maybe they did that with one of the playoff games. Maybe they did that with a late. I mean, no, because he he wouldn't be. Burkhart would have been calling a game. So because no I would way. think yeah. that I you know assuming that I did I didn't get a chance to do this when I started, but now with all the technology and everything that's out there, you would think that he would you know get used to the telestrator. Understand that when you're doing the game, you should be looking at the monitor instead of the game because the monitor tells you what people at home are watching. Yeah, and he sees the game completely in a different set of you know through a different set of eyes than everybody else, and he'll be talking about things that nobody knows what he's talking about because it won't be on the air unless he's already worked it out with the director and 
and they figure out how they're going to do this. Because usually I've worked with directors where, you know, they are showing you shots that you're reacting to. Yeah. And then I've worked with directors where they're following what you're saying. And that's and that's a little <laughs> it's a little nuanced kind of situation. Like you want to tell the story, you want to be able to, you know, talk about it how you see it in your eyes, but then again, what's on TV may not be what you're talking about. Yeah. And I was also thinking about Burkhardt, the whole Greg Olson thing. Like if you're Burkhardt and you start hanging out with Tom Brady, because Tom Brady I mean, his life is incredible. If you watch it on social media, he's on this yacht, he's on this beach, he's at this wonderful house, he's doing this with his kids, whatever it may be. And if if you're Kevin Burkhardt and you got invited to one of these things, yeah. like you got to be like Tom, don't you know, don't post any pictures of me being here because Greg Olson's going to get upset. You know, it's like almost like a new I mean, relationship. Like I told you, it's like a weird deal. It's almost like a brand, like a new relationship. Like you, you, you know, you, you dump the one person, and you don't want to be seen with the other one, really. Yeah, but he really didn't dump anybody. This, yeah, but that's the way he's got to I mean, feel, this was though. The plan. This you was know? the and Greg also knew that this was the plan. No, I know. But imagine like seeing like this Tom Brady. If you're Greg Olson, Tom Brady and and Kevin Burkhardt out on a yacht somewhere together on his social media, you're like, oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. Damn. And here I am working with, uh, I don't know, Andrew Catalan. <laughs> you know, it's like, what happened? What happened here? Oh, man, it just sucks. I was calling the Super Bowl one minute, and I got bumped for this guy, and now they're out in a yacht somewhere in Croatia together. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> wow, my life took a turn. Wow, the other thing, too, is that Kevin's got all this baseball coming up now. Yeah, that that is true. But he is he is pure Hollywood, man. You see the way he was dressed, Eddie? Oh, my goodness. And I was thinking, this is a guy who I used to call to give shifts to. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And who I have in my phone as Genghis Khan. Because <laughs> we were making fun of the fake names he used to have to use. That is right. He had to use fake names, which is an inside radio type thing. But when you worked for, I don't know, whatever is a union thing. But, yeah, Kevin Wayne, right? That was that one of the right. fake names. Uh, Rocky is in North Brunswick. Rocky, you're on the fan. What's up? Hey, hey, Gio and Boomer. How are you guys? Great, Rocky. What do you got for us? All right, couple, just a couple of quick things. I just want to ask Boomer. Hey, Boomer. Hey. Um, I'm about your age, and I remember when the Super Bowl was just the Super Bowl. There was no halftime show, no commercials, no... Did you like it better that way? Again, I know that you're part of the broadcast, and they're awesome, but just as a fan's perspective... Watching it the way it used to be versus how it is now, what do you prefer? Because I prefer the way it was. It's just about the game instead of everything else except the game. Yeah, you know, Rocky, it would be very simple to be able to just broadcast a normal game and, and let the Super Bowl be the Super Bowl like every other game that is being played. But because of the amount of people and the amount of eyeballs that come to this game, uh, you know, things are going to be added to it. And it's just the reality that these... These major networks that pay all this money for these NFL rights fees have got to make the money back somehow. Mm -hmm. And this is their big chance to try to you know, cut into the amount of money that they owe the NFL moving forward. So I don't know if we clear $600 million in this game. It's because of you know the commercials. It's because of the halftime show. It's because of the teams that are playing. And it's an unfortunate reality that the game is going to be interrupted. And it's going to feel like it's a choppy game. You know, until like all of a sudden this game picked up in the fourth quarter. Yeah, right. Thank, thanks in large part to a muff punt. Muff. What are you muff. looking for? A muff. Uh, Do you see all this John Feliciano stuff that was going on? 
Yeah, so he's the offensive lineman who got hurt for the San Francisco 49ers. I think he tore a pectoral muscle. Yes. And, and he was he, with the Giants, John. Right, and he played 31 plays in the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, so I did see some of this where he woke up to a lot of people blaming uh, their right tackle, McKivitz, for a missed block assignment on Chris Jones late in overtime. Yeah, so there was a this viral tweet that is out there with the video like we talked about with Chase Young leading up to the Super Bowl where everybody is blaming Colton McKivitz as you said. So John Feliciano decides to pipe in on this. Hungover. Hungover as he says. Yes. And he goes, "I know you know all, so you should know that's not Colton's guy." Feliciano initially responded before adding, a quick chop is not needed if the guy that was supposed to block him blocks him, end quote. And Feliciano was implying that Burford, uh, who is his first name is on uh, Spencer, Spencer Burford. Who was, came in for Feliciano. Right, was responsible for leaving Chiefs defensive uh, and Chris Jones unblocked with a clear path. Because he missed his assignment. That's right. Which, like, this is the thing. That irks the crap out of coaches and players. Yeah. Because many of us, fans included, all jump to conclusions and we all think we know who's responsible for who. And when in actuality, that person may be trying to do two things because somebody else is make, doing the wrong thing on his team. Sure. But is it up to his teammate to, to come in and defend one teammate and then crush another one? Yeah, it's a really weird spot. It's a really weird spot. And I know uh, Buford, when he woke up the next morning, he saw all this stuff. He said, it was sheesh. His fault. Yes. It's sheesh. I opened up my app to this. Get well soon, bro. Well, you know, what Buford could have done is, is I, and I don't know the timing of all this. Yeah. But this all could have been, uh, I think, put to bed had Buford came out and said, you know, that was my mistake. I missed my block. Yeah. Which he didn't. He didn't say anything. <laughs> Meanwhile, McKivitz is getting hammered. That is true. It would be up to Spencer Burford to do that. Burford, yes, uh, as opposed Burford, to John. Yes. As opposed to John Feliciano. So then John Feliciano is in the crosshairs again because Jalen Carter of the Philadelphia Eagles. After this happens, and Feliciano crushes Burford. Burford. Let's just call him Buford. Right. Uh, so <laughs> he uh, crushes him. Jalen Carter responds of the Eagles, says, same dude, meaning Feliciano, who spoke on my dead teammate and the reason I was emotional during our game. Now, Jalen Carter was in that car accident after Georgia's season before he got drafted where a teammate died in the accident and he survived when there was some reckless driving involved. It was like a trainer who died. Or one of the... And I thought he had a teammate, too, wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah, okay. But well, yeah, he was involved in drag racing or whatever. Racing. Right. So this is what Jalen Carter says that Feliciano was, I guess, bringing that up and, and speaking about it. So then you think you think it's over now, right? Feliciano's probably just, let's just delete the app and let me get out of here, right? No, 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 no. This no. is social media, man. No, no right. Just, this is going to be like, everybody's going to be torching everybody. So one of these aggregator guys... Uh, ML football who is he's put he listens to the show this ML football takes some stuff from this show and put it out there he's a fan of the show so ML football says awful Eagles Jalen Carter alleges that during their week 13 game 49ers lineman John Feliciano was trash talking him about a car accident that resulted in the death of one of Carter's teammates if this is true this is disgusting 
So then John Feliciano quote tweets that and says, dude told me he was going to murder me and my kids would never see me again three times because I was laughing at him after getting a flag. I said, I believe you got a body, meaning that he was responsible for a death. Then he continued for weeks posting my family and reaching out to my friends. So, football beef in the worst way. Well, there's a lot I mean, of stuff that gets said is, on the field, man. It's not, it really shouldn't be for public consumption. Sure. But, I mean, this seems extreme, though. I'm going to kill you and your kids are never going to see you again? And you say, well, you actually did kill somebody? Is that like, All right, so is, that like is that fair game? I, I mean, Jesus. Question. If somebody, I know you. I know how, like, you got a quick trigger. Yeah, of course I have. I've heard it. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. And you're yep. ready to, like, just snap at a moment's notice. Yeah, murders, though. No, but wait, well, you're on the field. Murders. And, and another guy is telling you that he's going to murder your family and your kids. What are you going to say back to that guy? No, no, no. Sure. In this, in, in that 100%. That's so fair Jalen game. I'm Carter's talking about wrong. I'm talking about Jalen Carter coming in and saying I'm going to murder you. So Jalen Carter. And you're never going to see your kids. I mean that uh, that's especially that's some after, serious trash talk, especially after already being involved in a death. Yeah, that, right. That's what I'm saying. Like so, I, so you take Not the reaction so much right. is if John Feliciano's telling the truth and you're going to that first? Like, you're never going to see your kids again because I'm going to kill you? So, basically... I mean, that makes the Kevin Garnett Honey Nut Cheerios line <laughs> seem like nothing. <laughs> but you are you are on the side of Feliciano on this one. If he's telling the truth. Not not for not for trashing his teammate, but in this particular no, yeah, thing. Yes, yes. Be like, dude, don't be talking about murdering me when you were held right. responsible for someone else's death. But the reason that J- uh, Jalen Carter is getting involved is because of what happened between... now. Burford, Burford. Where, where did he? Where did he go to school? Is he like a buddy of Jalen Carter's? Oh, I'm just man. wondering. Did he go to Georgia with him? Uh that's a good question. Now, what it deepens? You got to you got to get in there. You got to get into the weeds. I'm getting into the weeds. Spencer Burford went. He went to Wagner. Oh no, in San Antonio <laughs> for high school. Okay, <laughs> so I don't know where he went for college. Where did he go to college? Doesn't even say on his. Oh come on! Doesn't say on his Wikipedia. It just said, oh uh, UTSA, uh, University of Texas San, San Antonio. Antonio. Okay, Roadrunners. Yeah, very good. Roadrunners football. We saw a Roadrunner, Jerry and I, out at uh, Summit Club. Did you see that Roadrunner? You were probably sinking a putt somewhere to, yeah, to you beat know. us. I don't know where were you guys in the uh, in the desert? Yeah, <laughs> looking for a ball. They meet me <laughs> coming right through. Uh, so no, I, I I don't know if they went to a the same high school or know each other or what. I don't know, but I, I think that I think it was more that Carter had an opportunity to trash Feliciano uh, because of what was going on. But my goodness, this is, that's some serious trash. Could talk you right imagine there. if you were a part of NFL films because all of these guys are pretty much mic'd up and you can hear everything? Yeah. Could you imagine some of the stuff that they must hear? Yeah. Well, now after this story. We're going back and forth. No, on but it. I'm just thinking just like in a normal NFL game. I mean, like the intensity and the screaming and yelling back and forth at each other. You, you can't even imagine what's being said. Yeah, I mean, this, this is why I think that they have a tough decision to make when it comes to Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. There's I, something in there that makes Travis Kelsey look like a really bad person. 
No one's going to want that out on the Chiefs. I mean, I think they got to put it out. They're not going to. Didn't, didn't Travis Kelsey say something about that? Didn't he say something about me, him being mic'd up and we'll all find out and maybe he'll release it on his podcast? I did not hear that. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I did not hear that. No, that would be interesting. Well, I mean, it's something to talk about and something to listen for. And I wonder, the other thing, too, I wonder now, I, I really wonder, would Jason Kelsey want to come back for another year? I mean, these two guys are on the, they're the Manning brothers. I mean, they are on top of the world right now. Yeah. And I know that it's not easy playing center in the NFL. And I would, you know, look, it's his life. It's his body. I'm sure his wife is going to be involved in discussion. But man, he is still relevant and a big time relevant. And most, most centers, unfortunately, aren't. You know, they're they're very low key guys. Nobody really knows who, I mean, you know who they are if, if they're on your team. But yeah. uh, he is he has taken that and just you know blasted through it and blasted off. Like how many great centers can you just think of off the top of your head? Like Mike Webster, Dwight Stevenson, Kirk Loudermilk, <laughs> Jim La- Louis Langer, the uh, center. Booms. Who's that? Langer. Jim Langer. Jim Langer. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I remember Matt Burke was a really good center for the Vikings with Dermani the Harvard. Dawson. Dermani Dawson, great center. Yeah. Jim Otto. Oh, the Raiders. Yes, for the back in the 70s. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's a handful. I think Chuck Schmidt of the uh, the Jets, I think. Was he a... I'm not familiar. Or John Schmidt, I mean. John Schmidt, I'm not the, I'm not familiar with that. If he was a center. I had the great Jim Sweeney, the great uh, Bruce Kazerski, the great uh, Dave Remington. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. Mike Devlin. I remember all my centers. Well, I would, too, if my hands were in their butt, you know? What? Your hands are right there. Yeah, my hands weren't in there. Yeah, butt. Right, right in the. My hands yeah, were under in, their butt. Yeah, they're in there. They're in actually, between the. Actually, if you're, you're putting really your hands you, in there. If you want to be, if you want to be, one hundred percent accurate on their taint. You, yes. Okay. So I would remember them too if my hands were on their taint. Okay. I mean, it's very intimate down there, is it not? Yeah, but not when you're playing football. <laughs> it's not like I'm tickle tickling them or anything. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I do. It's my taint. (laughs) Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I was watching some videos in the break and something came up about John Dorsey, who was the GM of the Kansas City Chiefs when Patrick Mahomes was drafted, sitting there defending his pick to the media because a lot of people believe that it was foolish and he was too raw and didn't have any footwork. And John Dorsey's like under fire from the media about drafting Patrick Mahomes. And he just stood in there and said, listen, I believe in this guy. I believe he's going to be a great football player. He's going to develop into a great football player. Yeah, then why was he fired and let go by Andy Reid? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it was because, if I remember correctly, and I want to be accurate, if I remember correctly, he was let go by the Kansas City Chiefs after that draft because supposedly he let it out that that's who they wanted. Oh. And, uh, you know, I... I all I'm going to say is that the day that we had Patrick Mahomes in here was the day that he would have been my first draft pick overall. There was just there was no way that that kid was not going to be successful. 
Yeah, John Dorsey with the Lions now, not as the GM because Brad Holmes is a GM, but a senior personnel executive. So yeah. building another pretty good something, roster. Something happened between those two guys, uh, Andy Reid and John Dorsey. And, and, and the story was and had been that he had let out the cat out of the bag that they were interested in Patrick Mahomes. I think. And that was the Mitch Trubisky draft. Yes, absolutely. Where Sean the Bears Watson's went up and too, got right? him. Yeah, I think Deshaun Watson was in that draft, too, yeah. Yeah, he went uh, first overall to the Texans. Yes? Right, and then Trubisky went third, Se- right? Or, or second, second or third, yeah. yeah. He was the second quarterback taken. But I, I If you want him, he's free now. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> yeah. hey, that moment that he was in that, the studio, you you just knew. You could tell. The fact that his dad was a professional player and he was shagging balls at Shea Stadium at the age of, what, five or six? Yeah. Come on, man. That That means that kid has been around it his whole life. Pretty good. And he was a great baseball player, too, by the way. Yeah, it helps with his throwing motion he always talks about, like yeah. turn two and things like that, yep. sidearm. So uh, pretty amazing. All right, Jerry, what's happening this hour? Uh, we are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. A couple more from Kyle Shanahan from his Tuesday session with the media. Uh, the 49ers head coach came up short, man. It stinks. Everyone's goal is to win the Super Bowl, and it's great when you win playoff games. It's great when you win a championship and you get there, but getting the Super Bowl, going through that, you know, with your teammates and your families and just the whole process of it, it's always, I don't know how many people... It's not fun to go and lose. And he it's was amazing on that play. It was uh, third and four, and it was uh, the, the the play that everybody we were just talking about, where <clears throat> Chris Jones comes through there. Brock Purdy had three options on that play, and all three options were open. Mm. But Jones blew up the play. He blew up the play because there was a mix up in the protection. Yeah. Uh, here was one more from Shanahan. He was asked, when will he... The guy at the top of the I know, he's wide open in the end zone. Yes. Yeah. When will he sit down and actually watch the film? Um, usually when I'm ready to or when I have to. And, um, I don't think I have to anytime soon. So, But it, I'm not really ready to right now. Uh, I mean, we got home last night. Um, and I just hung out and watched Griselda Blanco with my family. Yeah, he said he's going to have to take some time before he actually puts this one on. But he will get to it eventually. Now, today in Kansas City, you'll have the parade for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes was with McAfee yesterday. He said that dad bod might return at the parade, even though he really doesn't have one. He's blaming the uh, the camera and a bad shot of him when that went viral. It was a bad angle, so but uh, a <laughs> bad angle in the long term, so I might bring it back out. Uh, no, I'm for sure going to have a few Coors Lattes. Um, uh, I'm going to have a good time with my teammates. Uh, he's certainly getting used to doing it. He was also on CNN uh, when he was at Disneyland. And I'm not going to get into the exact question. It's something to do with um, conspiracy theories. And it was just something to make Taylor Swift make Joe Biden more yeah, popular it, it, for the exactly presidency. The blah, blah, blah. Right. So here was uh, here was Mahomes. There's always some conspiracy theories out there. I just try to enjoy football, my family, and... Uh, uh, i got to stay off social media as much as possible. Probably a very good idea to stay off social media, the land of idiots, including myself. So <laughs> with that, I take you to, which is somewhat in line with the Super Bowl, I take you to the Paper Route podcast. Any idea? What? Any idea what the Paper Route podcast is? Uh, is it Eric and Ron Konkama? <laughs> no, it's Brandon Marshall, oh. former uh, CBS oh, colleague okay. of yours, former yes. Jet. Um, so he brought up the point how Kanye West was at the Super Bowl and bought tickets that were right underneath Taylor Swift's suite. But Taylor Swift wasn't having it uh, as Kanye was looking for publicity. He had a, ma- a mask on with his logo on a mask, mm-hmm. right? 
Typical Kanye. Taylor Swift gets pissed off. She boom boom makes a call or two. Everybody's involved. He gets kicked out the stadium. He says Kanye uh, West got kicked out of the stadium. This is what your guy Brandon Marshall is claiming. I didn't hear anything like that. Right. That's why the story's so hot. Hot Ooh. tea, hot tea. Okay. Got kicked out the stadium. He was trying to leverage her celebrity right. to because he's right. like, they're not going to cut to him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to strategically position myself. Mm-hmm. He tried. And then uh, Brandon Marshall will say, you got to remember the history between these two. Okay. So now you got to go back to the beef, you know, him cutting her right. off. Yeah. It's like, you know, Beyonce should have won it. And then years after, and just that whole relationship. But that's what he tried to do, man. He tried to sit in front of Taylor Swift. And it didn't work because she wasn't happy. Good for Brandon. Who knew? I didn't know that Well, story. I mean, if it's if it's true, right? I mean, don't you think that... Kanye West getting thrown out of a Super Bowl wearing a mask would have shown up on somebody's phone at some point? I would think that would have been Security huge. comes down and huge. takes him out? Yes. I mean, hey, all I know is that Taylor Swift had a, the perfect suite. And that he wouldn't be screaming about this? Yeah, of course. I don't know. It's somewhere out there, man. It's got to be somewhere. Uh, that This is the first I've heard of it. You know what I could see is... Maybe somebody finding out that he bought a ticket in front of the suite and then making sure that he didn't get there. But so, if he was already there and pulled out of there, that would have been everywhere. So that I don't know. But there, I said to Al before, there is a photo of him walking in with this. It's, it's a hat mask where it covers his entire head with the logo on his face. Yeah. And it looks like he's walking in with his girlfriend. I just don't know if that's a current photo from that day or not. But that went along with this story. Interesting. Now, you know that his current girlfriend, Bianca Sensori, I think, barely wears any clothes in public. She was wearing essentially just this plastic tarp the other day, walking around, and you could see everything. On really? Her. Yeah, she she does not. She very huh. rarely wears clothing in public. It's 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 one hell of a spectacle. That who was walking near the wind the other day when you guys were doing the show? <laughs> no. Although we did see a lot of skin in that situation as well, but I did hear. Oh, that's right, you weren't there. I wasn't there. No. Yeah, that was that was something. Wait, nice little send off. Yeah, I heard it was. <laughs> it would have been. Hey, show me your breasts. Okay. <laughs> hey, they you are. know what? The the interesting thing for me about this Kanye West thing is, like, how did he know where Taylor Swift was going to be? I don't know. I, I'm not believing this story. The quite only thing frankly. about what well, because you, you make sense when you say that maybe she got wind that he bought the tickets and they didn't allow it, but he said kicked out of the stadium. I know. That's why I don't believe it. Because, I don't know. All right, let's go to Rob in New Jersey. What's going on, Rob? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man. I just heard you talking about, and I see all over Facebook people talking about Kanye get thrown out. So I just did a little digging and I saw that uh, Kanye actually had a suite with the rapper Ty Dollar Sign. Okay. Ty Dollar Sign. Okay. Okay. Yeah, very famous rapper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't think he was ever in, in front of uh, Taylor Swift or got thrown out of the stadium or anything like that. Well, he definitely didn't get thrown out of the stadium if he was in the, the Ty Dollar Sign suite. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, Rob. I mean, this is why I don't believe that. Now, you want to tell me that they said you can't sit here because Taylor Swift's right above you? And we know that you guys have problems. The last thing we need, and they'll go find another place to go. And he texts Ty Dollar Sign and says, "Yeah, come up to my suite. Maybe that happened." Uh, you know, but I mean, I, the, the getting thrown out and security throwing him out of the stadium. There's no way in hell that that happened. Ty Dollar Sign. I think we need to have like a different, <laughs> different monikers. Ty Dollar Sign has done well for him. You mean us, me, yeah. and you? Yeah, me, you, Jerry. <laughs> like, like, what could Jerry go by? Dumbass. <laughs> 
Time dollar sign is worth thirty you know, million dollars. Pretty do, good. You could do dumbass with the the s's as dollar sign. Oh, I like that. Dumbass dollar sign. I do like that. Dumbass dollar sign. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works, man. That's pretty good. good. Something for Al. Ass looking face. <laughs> Al, I'm sorry. That's your buddy in there doing that. That's not me. No, I understand. I see what goes on. <laughs> All right, okay. Ass looking face. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, Celtics beat the Nets 118 110, 41 for Jason Tatum. Nets in Boston tonight. You've got the Knicks visiting Orlando tonight. Uh, Knicks filing that protest with the ending in Houston. The Magic uh, last night did lose. They retired Shaq's number 32 at halftime. St. John's, they lost to Providence and a very disappointed John Minko. Oduro, baseline far, five seconds, checked by Edgefor. Loops it up and good with the right hand. Another big-time basket by Oduro. And right underneath the hoop, baseline far, 74-70. Providence goes up by four with 41.5. The play. Hockey Hall <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so St. John's did lose last night in Providence. 75 72 was the final score. Also of note, Syracuse beat number seven, North Carolina, 86 to 79. You will have Seton Hall and Xavier tonight, and number one, UConn is at DePaul. Another one from Carlos Mendoza, new Met manager. You got pitchers and catchers down in Florida and Arizona. He says, I am not here just to be the manager. I'm here to win. I know what I signed up for. You know, I've been. I've been in New York for the past six years, and I know the expectations here, and it's not different, right? Uh, they're dying. We want to win as, as much as uh, as they want to. What? <laughs> they're dying. We're, we're dying. We're dying. Who's dying? <laughs> I think what I he was trying to I say. Mean, I guess we all are dying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dying we are. Win. Oh, that is okay. true. Every breath we take is one closer to that. But yes. Oh Jesus, Gary. <laughs> well, he said it, not me. I, I just confirmed I mean, what he said. You know, that don't. Do we we that how about right Audrey's Geo? Why me? <laughs> Because you're the one just said, oh, every breath we take is like we're closer to the what end. What did you just say? I said, well, we're all dying. Right. Yeah. And then you like, I just confirmed it. You, just, you love that conversation. I don't know. I don't, actually. Yeah, it's don't. quite depressing, but it happens to be true. Jeez. It's Jerry, you love that conversation. I don't. No, I don't. Um, the Devils were in Nashville where uh, Matt Lachlan and Chico Resch took in the sights. And they also took in the sight of another Devils win. Nashville. Sends it up the boards, grabbed by Pilat, finds Brett with a shot, block it away, and then it went in. Did that go off the blocker pad of Saros and in for all the good he's done? He yields the second goal. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you're ah. You know, that? <laughs> yes. you know and it's amazing because Chico's an ex-goalie. You would think that he would feel bad for a goalie. No, I think because this goalie in particular played pretty well last night, and it took the Devils quite a while to kind of break through, and then they did scoring. Uh, that guy plays like Ken Dryden against the Rangers. I, I understand. Last night, the Devils got three past him, and then an empty net goal as they win 4-2. to two. Um, Nico Dawes, 30 saves, another good start in net. The Islanders lost to the Kraken in a shootout 2-1. Patrick Waugh, we've got to stop turning the puck over. If we keep the other team, I mean... Under 11 chance with the goalie that we have, I mean, we'll win some hockey games. But, I mean, like I said, I mean, it goes back to this. We need to be better with that puck. We need to make better decisions. Could you imagine how good we would think of the Islanders if they would win these games after oh regular? They've got 13 losses in overtime or a shootout. That's and, a lot. No, <laughs> that is a lot. And it might keep them out of the playoffs. I mean, even if you take five of them, you would make, you know, 
you give them 27 wins. I don't know. It's just crazy. See, this is the point about that team is that if they do get into the playoffs, they're going to be a pain in the ass to play against. Yes. Because, you know, you're not going to be doing these shootout games and all this other stuff. You're going to have to play physical defensive hockey, and you got to wait until somebody makes a mistake in order to beat them. Elias Sorokin, 29 saves in the loss, 22-18 and 13 for the Isles. The Devils with their win, 27-21 and 4. on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You needed a reminder to ask Al Duke something, is what you said going into the last break. Boomer, so what is that? Well, so we spent a lot of time in Las Vegas, nine to ten days, in fact, right? Nine, ten? No, I think it was nine. Nine. Yeah. And Al kept showing me photos of Whimsy Girl and, and how she was being taken care of and seemed like she had been enjoying herself. Yeah, sure did. Right, and you left her in there an extra day, right? Well, because I wasn't sure what time I'd get back. Right, so you went and got her yesterday. I did. How was the, the meeting with her? Was she happy to see you, or is she unhappy to see you? Did she, she want to stay there? Or what, what what happened? Indifferent. She was very indifferent when I saw her. Um, she was wow. mad at you then. Yeah, I think so, but she is like that when I go pick her up from no matter where I leave her. She... she it just acts like she doesn't know who I am. I mean, she'll go with me, but she's not, like, all excited. But if I bring her home and then walk out the door for a minute and come back in, then she's excited that I'm there. <laughs> Very bizarre. Really? That is so, strange. Like, I was going to say, like, I know Elvis was probably happy to see you oh, jumping my all over you, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, all, all going crazy. He does the whole, he does the, he hits you with the paw. You know, yes. he, he wants more attention. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, he's tail wagging going crazy yeah yeah so she was not her tail what was not wagging no. when you went to go pick her up yesterday was not no like she was po'd like you dropped me off you didn't take me with you yeah, kind of thing no just like uh, here's a driver that's gonna come pick me up and take me somewhere else that's how she treated me yeah, i think it's like more it like driver. like he that i gotta leave this place that was heaven and go back with this zero i mean <laughs> yeah probably what she was thinking. eddie you're you're the dog whisperer what do you what do you think this uh the situation is all about Sometimes dogs just react that way, sort of low key. Maybe she's little, doesn't know what's going on exactly. So it could be that, and it could, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that she hates Al. <laughs> she better not. By the way, that bill very pricey. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So I, I did see your Instagram story, so I know how much it was. But we set the over under at a thousand. Did we, or was it more than that? I think I set it at. Uh, 1200 1200 okay so and it was it was right there it was like 1300 okay all right so they wanted um, a tip too which i didn't what yeah when i went to pick her up they charge it to the card and then they want a tip was so, boomer was boomer there a tip on 1200 dollars. yeah but i had I to mean, give something though they everyone wants a tip yeah that was that's interesting i i've never seen i, I mean would you have expected to see that boomer even you uh, tip master USA, would you have? Uh, you don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've, I'm trying to think. <sighs> so they, they told you how much per day it was going to cost. Well, I, yeah, I saw on like the website what it cost. They didn't, they didn't give me a uh, rundown of what it was. But there is a person who's there that's pretty much taking care of your dog. And no, it's just a whole team because they, you know, it's 24 seven for right. 10 straight days. It's got to be a various groups of people hmm. yeah I, I would have to see the place and i would have to see the person that you're dealing with as to whether or not that would be appropriate yeah i mean i don't I, it, it seems strange to me 
That I'm sorry. It seemed, it, that that one. Like, do you tip the groomer when you drop the dog off at the groomer? No, right? No. It's no. so random. Tip this. Don't tip that. There's no rhyme or reason to it anymore. And now I think businesses just put it on there for what the hell? Why not? Yeah. No matter what it is. And that was the thing about the win that I actually did like. No tip. Like it was already built into the. You know, like so if the, if you got room service or something, it was already built in. Oh, okay. So there was no am- ambiguity about it. Yeah, but then some people would be... Now, you always tip the person who's bringing you the food or the room service, but then may- maybe some people don't, and they're like, wait a second, I got an extra service fee on this thing now for this, right, well, this I mean, $40 and, hamburger? And the people that did bring room service said, hey, you know, like, you know, gratuity is already involved. Okay. I- so, like, great. Took all the pressure off and... But also eliminates the whole purpose of the tip... Yeah, I know it it's, does. The whole thing doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I gotta, but I gotta say, at, at both at both hotels, the room service was great, and they were very prompt and very good. And when I saw that both hotels had already had the tip built in, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why they were so prompt and so good. Okay, but you could also make the case that when it's built in, they're going to get it no matter what. So the level of service but, but could decrease. It, it, it could, but in this, in, in both instances that I had room service, both instances were great. And both both guys basically said, you know, by the way, Mr. Assayson, our gratuity is already included, so no worries about that. You, can we can, you know, come in and sit up your table? Maybe that was sweet service because... Did you get room service? Did you get that? I, I did not get like room service. I had the room serviced. You follow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and before I had asked you about like the tip, I, I, I asked one of the people in the hallway with the card. I said, "Hey, I didn't see an envelope." She goes, "Oh, you need an envelope?" I was like, "Well, no, 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 for you." And she's like, "Oh, no, just put it on the pillow. Thank you." So, I was then locked into leaving a tip when I didn't have to. So the stewardess on the plane when. We landed. You ever see those big, like, cylinders where money is just flying around? People are grabbing it. That's sort of what I felt like when we were leaving that plane. Because of the conversation we had on the air that all of us were in on and then everybody else on the plane heard (laughs) because they were listening to the show. That stewardess on the way home. She walked out with (laughs) $28,000. I mean, people were, hey, do you have Venmo? Do you have this? I don't have any cash. And she's like, guys, stop. It's it's okay. It's okay. There was just money raining down from the sky. It was like, you know, I'm proud of you guys. It's it's safe. You know what? Because you figured it out. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, with, with I mean, very was, clear instruction. Yeah, but this was a little bit different. Like, uh, uh, Brittany, you, you had her going back and forth, back and forth, because you guys would get loaded on the way out there. But now as we were coming back, you're all tired. You just had a bagel and orange juice, so you probably didn't feel like you, you, you needed to really tip her a lot. No, but we, no, we I, did. I did the same thing, same amount. All right, yeah. good. That's fine. Good. You feel good about yourself. I mean, Eddie, the second he got on the plane, he was panicking about the... He's Correct. Like, Does anybody have change of this? When should I do it now? Should I do it Land midair, maybe? When we have a moment? Maybe... Like, like, you right. were just chill out. in my head. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so did I do an okay thing by tipping the room service at the win? Yeah, that's very nice of you, assuming it was the same person every day. Well, I mean, maybe yeah. they share or nah, something. No, they're not sharing. And by they're the way, at, at the other place... Not once did they, they go in the room. Did you put the thing on? I did. Uh, and I was out all day on Sunday, obviously, listen, as you know. I'm, I don't want to 
we had a tremendous, tremendous we time. Did, we did, great. we did, yes. That second hotel was a D. Although what, what I liked about it, it was, since it was a lot smaller, much easier to not get lost in there and find the damn exits. Yeah, I, I, I suppose. But that if I was the manager at that hotel, I'd have some. I'd, I'd make some changes. It, yeah, but it's not his fault. I mean. Is it? It's, it's, uh, the other thing, too. It falls at the feet of the head coach, does kinda, it not? It's kind of like where they are, too, that kind of puts it in a weird spot. You look out the window, and there's a parking garage. Yeah, not great. You know I mean? Not great. Not great. Brian Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. I was listening to the station. By the way, Salicata did not make it in yesterday with the snow. I mean, I and we love Sal. Absolutely love him. I, I, I like Sal like a brother. I real I really do. We've been friends for a very long time. I could not believe he didn't make it in. I like take the train, man. You know, I have uh I've told him numerous times since he got that spot with Brandon I, how good I think he is and yeah. how funny I think he is. Right. And and I do. I really I really do. And I think it's turned out to be a much better pairing than both you and I thought it was. I, it had a chance to blow up early well, just on. because of their person and nothing to do with either one of them and their ability just the the no. mix the chemistry the, te- the, to- the testosterone right right exactly in, in in the same room but they've been but they've been great together they've been absolutely great but now to find out that he's not only turned on ranger fans but he's also soft on top of it <laughs> right and runs away from hot button topics as well <laughs> unbelievable and by the way out you know like <laughs> i saw you know you calling out the nfl uh Football show over there. Football, what do they call it? Good morning football. Good morning yeah. football. By they all stayed home and they were they didn't want to handle the yeah. the weather, but yet we were here. Correct. I mean, if one of you guys stayed home remote, I would have been pissed. Oh yeah. I mean, listen, man. And I know you. I mean, you have the farthest to go. Uh, yeah, Al and I are close, but yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's a long way. I did see some people uh, skidding off the road on the LIE yesterday, but I was just going. You know, slow it down a little bit. Well, cautious, you're fine. And the people who think they're going to be heroes out there, just going to drive the normal speed limit in that type of conditions, not so smart. But yeah, we're all here. That's what you do. You're here. You you, you project. You project ahead with the forecast. You figure things out. I complain about it, but I still I'm still here. You know. And then you lead by example. Damn right. Damn straight is right. But I knew it immediately when I got in the car because I always listen to those guys. As soon as I get in the car, listen to the midday show, and I heard the difference in the audio. Yeah, and not I said, good. It's not, I said, it's not a good product that way. I was like, oh man, he stayed home. Well, and what was his reasoning for that? I mean, it had to be the commute was going to be too hard for him. <laughs> had to be. I mean, Brandon was here like an hour and a half before the show. I know. He as we said, he he parked his huskies outside. He left extra time. Yeah, yeah. Walked right in, brushed the sh- snow off him, and started, you know. And that yeah. email from HR about, hey, stay home, is quite different from the ones I used to send out to our staff when it was snowing. Yeah. <laughs> See, but that's why you got to respect them. Yeah, of course. 100%. Mm. Um, but yes, uh, Eddie used to be just violent in his verbiage when he yeah, would send Let me those. introduce you. To a few terms. <laughs> Shovel, scraper, boots, extra di- driving time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Yep. But anyway, so... Um, uh, so, the, uh, the, uh, but the afternoon guys were all in? I think so. Celebrating a potential A-Rod day or something they're promoting? What are I they doing? I think so. I'd have to go look at the... Mm. I was I was in the house. I was not listening to them yesterday. 
but I'm pretty sure from the WFAN videos that I saw yesterday that all of them were in, I think. Uh, but yes, they're doing A-Rod Day. Is um, that a real thing? I mean, is A-Rod coming in to c- celebrate it, or is that just something that they're making up? Uh, I th- I mean, I think they're making it up. Oh, they are making it up. So it's not It's not like something that is legit. They're, they're doing it for... Yeah, it's their idea. Oh, it's their idea. It's okay. Sean's idea. It was his. Remember when he won Sean, the pickle? Morash. Oh, yeah. So you know how he won the pickleball situation? Mm-hmm. And he got a chance to do something with the with the show, a big decision with the show. Right. Well, that was his big decision. He wanted to celebrate A-Rod on the show. So having oh, a big A-Rod day. Okay, I get it. Yeah. and So this is his like, big move to have an A-Rod day. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And how does Evan feel about that? Um, I, I don't. I don't know, actually. I've I have not heard. I hear those guys acting horribly in the promo, but I don't know what they what I mean, they say I, in the I, air. About I do it. not hear Tiki in that promo. Is he involved? He's not. Well, he's involved in a rod days. He's not involved in that promo. Okay. I mean, Evans pretending he doesn't like it in the promo with really bad acting. They you know? they are a group of terrible actors yeah. on that <laughs> afternoon show. <laughs> I've never heard someone read a line so terribly. Do you have it? Do you have yeah, a, do it, you have it available? Because uh, I, I just heard the tail end of it. Let, let me tell you, it made Bill Cower in the Hangover spoof that you guys did yeah. seem like Robert De Niro. That's how bad these things wow. were. Do I have, can't believe have, that we're doing this. Do you have that? Do you have it, Eddie, or no? Uh, the way the system is set up, I cannot rotate through the... Almost. See, so, this no. is the type of thing I was talking to you about, like sales at the end of the overtime. Mm-hmm. You know, at CBS, hey, can you access it? Can't you access it? Yeah, yeah. Get your ass out of, in gear and access that thing. Exactly. 100%. It's tough. Uh, let's go to Joe in Orange County. Joe, what's happening? Hello, Joe. What's up, guys? Listen, Joe Construction here, man. Oh, hey, man. Good yeah, to talk hey. to you again. Hey, what's you ain't up? taking no days off for you, right, Joe? No, no days off ever, man. Right. Listen, I'm better than the mailman. How's that? <laughs> oh, I you like know, it. I you know, listen, I I I trust you, Joe. I, I I see you having like the flu and going to work. Listen, I went to I went to I went to work with the COVID. How's that? Yeah, yeah. There's some <laughs> okay. people actually did. Yep. And you stay, you know, you make sure you stay away from everybody. But you know, you listen. No working, no pay for me. You know. I hear you. But let me tell you something. Two th- I got two things for you. Just give me a minute. Yeah. First thing with Sal, I, I, you know, I've been calling up th- to all you guys throughout the years. Sal was such a go-getter when he was on the overnights, and he was like, you know, he was into the job. Now he got this little his this little gig that's kind of, you know, bumped him up. And now, he, what, what is he, a lollygagger? A little bit of snow, he's not coming in? Yeah, uh, I guess, yeah, lollygag spot. I, I would agree, Joe. Yeah. You know, it, it really is amazing. You know, he, he's just got, you know, he's getting comfortable is what it is. I, yeah. I mean, and I hope if he calls in, you guys blast him. And another thing, can you see someone doing what, what, what uh, Travis Kelsey did to Andy Reid? Like, can you see someone doing that to Parcells or Belichick? What no. would happen? No, I, I just think Andy Reid kind of diffused it. I, I don't think he yeah. wanted to, uh, you know amplified or anything and this was this it was it was it's a bad look you know i i, yeah, was, I said was, that at halftime right yeah i mean we're listen we're with you joe on that 100 percent. and I, the, the chiefs won another super bowl and andy reed is just he's he was so good at putting that thing to bed and plus there was so much positivity around them went now they had lost Yep, I think that this would have been highlighted a hell of a lot more, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't. 
So, but it, it was a terrible look, and I understand they've got a relationship, and that one moment doesn't define their relationship. But that was completely over the top, and and I, I, sort of unacceptable for right. a player and a coach. Let me uh, let me hear this uh, a Rod thing. He's got it. Home of Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata in the midday. James Dolan hired somebody who actually did his job. It. I don't know. Well, that's not that's it. not it. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> you need more time there to. Is it a promo that was right after that liner? Is that mm, what it is? No, I have to find when it aired. Do you remember when you heard it? It was just like last break, I think. No, it was earlier than that. Oh, was it? I'm pretty sure it was earlier than okay. that. Okay. Uh, let's go to Rich in Hasbrook Heights. What's going on, Rich? Boom. Yo. Deal. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Rich. Hey. Sean Morash yesterday was bashing Boom on the radio. About what? Um, I- I guess um, Evan and Tiki were getting on Morash about not making it in. Morash didn't make um, it in? So supposedly Oh, come on. How did Stay Puff not make it in? Water dance. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Say say this again. So supposedly Morash didn't come in because he had a, a daughter event last night. Okay. And um, so Tiki and Evan were sticking up for him. They're like, you know, Boom would get on you about it. And Morash was like, well, tell Boom to go win a damn Super Bowl. Hmm. Yeah, it's just going back to the well. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's too, too much. It's just going back to the well. I mean, look. Come on. A little more creative, will you? Come on, Stay Puff. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, you know, the Marshmallow Man needs to get his ass at work. That's all I can tell you. Now, if he ended up having an event with his daughter that he couldn't make, then, yeah, I totally agree that, you know, you're allowed to work from home and you're still working and do that. But if it was because of the snow coupled with the event, then that would be... Yeah, That'd I mean, every individual situation is different. Yeah. Uh, they all know what days they work and what time they work. Mm. They know that. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, Morash could take a train very easily. Uh, Bill in Bridgewater. What's going on, Bill? Yeah, hi. Um, Sal claimed to have intestinal issues and said that he couldn't uh, hold it on the train or a car. Yeah, see, I, I don't... I don't... It's not good enough for me. The, the 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 fact that you're claiming intestinal issues on one of the only days that has snowed here in two years, too much of a coincidence for me. And number two, I came in with the norovirus and puked into a garbage pail in this studio. See, we set the standard for the radio station. And That's wanted why. to stay. Right. Wanted to stay, but was sent home. All right, so I'm going to ask you guys, of the people that are on the air, okay, all in guys. We all know what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. All in guys. Mm-hmm. All right, how about the two guys on the other side of the glass? Yeah, of course. They're always here. They're always answering the bell. How about us guys on this side of the glass? Correct. Also always answer the bell. Uh, Jerry Recco? 100%. Yep. Okay. I mean, think about these Rutgers games and the no sleep and the getting in at 2 a.m. and being here all in. Right. All in. They're, we're all about the show. We're all about the people who listen to this program. 100%. Brandon Tierney. All in. Oh, that guy is all in. Now, he did take like 15 days off in a row his first year here with Tiki and Tierney. I remember that. That well, was, was like. Because he was shooting another show, though. Wasn't no, he, he was not. This was oh. way after Man vs. Bear. This was in the, the lame duckskin era, and he was in here, and I remember that being a thing. Now, I believe my first, you know, when they say, if you th- say somebody's name and you think he's a Hall of Famer right away, he's probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So when you when you first say Brandon Tierney, I say all in. But then I, it sparked in my mind, he did take a lot of days off. Well, that row. one time. And, like and two I'm sure, weeks off but, in yeah, a row. But I'm sure it was his right to take his days. Yeah, but it, mm, 
in a role like that. Well, that whatever. Like, uh, all right. But yeah. all right, but we can say, I, I think we all can say all in. Am I right? I'll say all in. Yes. I will okay. say all in. Evan Roberts. I'll say all in. I'll say all in. All in. Yeah, all, all in. in. Definitely. Um, uh, let's see. Sal Akata. I would have said last week, you know, prior to yesterday, I would have said I yes. I thought he loved this place. I <laughs> thought he loved this job. I thought he really wanted to be a part of something special. And, they were, and they're building things. Right. And it, it seems to be really working well. Yeah. Do you think this in any way, shape, or form inhibits that? No, growth? no, not with the show. But it definitely he takes a personal brand hit. Without a doubt. Personal brand hit, yes. Yeah, without a doubt. Are you guys in agreement with us? I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Uh, claiming the butt issues thing is just that I'm not going to buy that. I'm not believing that. I'm just not. I mean, yeah, snow and intestinal issues on the same day. Come on. I mean, give me a break. What, were we born yesterday or what? (laughs) And I also, I I remember a time when I knew he called out fake sick when he was back as a... a, Oh, he did call in fake sick. Yep. And I knew he was not. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about Tiki? Is the jury out still on Tiki? I mean, I feel like he's an all-in guy. I mean, he travels for games on weekends, and he sometimes has to do the show remotely because he has to leave. Yeah. So he can go to practices to go meet the coaches and the players. Yeah. But to me, that's an all-in yeah, guy. Yeah, I'll say all-in like, guy. He could easily take a Friday off. He could. I don't know if he has, but he could. I'm going to say all-in guy. I think I've heard him... On the road, right? Yeah, yeah. He has. Always. Say all-in guy. Okay. All-in guy. By the okay. way, my, because Eddie was so in my head, I've probably told this story before, but since this is a good time to bring it back up, but it was Memorial Day 2006. I was trained to do Best of Imus, all right? I was the one of two people who knew how to run Best of Imus. It was me and Dove Kramer. Dove Kramer was out. I had to be here. No one else was trained on how to do it. I got food poisoning the night before. I was out Brookhaven Hamlet, Long Island with my parents. My mother drove me in while I was in the passenger seat puking into a paper bag to get here. And then she dropped me off. I went into work, had like two more yaks in the bathroom, and ran Best of Imus with Karen Stewart as the newswoman that day. So um, You want to talk about all in? That's an all in spot. Nobody's questioning you. All in. Nobody. Just to show you that the butt issues aside, I don't want to hear about it. You got to be here. Nobody's questioning you. I know. I just wanted to throw that story out. But you tend to throw up a lot. I do. I don't know why that is. All right, so the final one is uh, Stay Puff himself, Sean Barash. Not I, all in. No. I went to a... I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. What were you going to say? Going to a what? I was trying to do like the math of like when his show is over and when the, the dance is. Like if he said prior, like two weeks prior, hey, listen, on this particular day... I'm just going to work remotely because my daughter's dance recital or gym, that whatever she was doing, happened. You know, it, it's like right there at five or six thirty, and I can't, you know, make it at home. I I would understand that. Or if you, you family talk, first, right. I get it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But this this doesn't sound like that. Yeah, I mean, it's just a coincidence. That everybody's got these issues the same day as the snow. That's the thing, right? Just like all of a sudden, all these things are popping up, 
and then you get the green light from HR saying stay home if you can. Guys are taking advantage. What it what it comes down to. Uh, so we do have the the A Rod Day promo, by the way. So let's take a listen to that. On Friday, February 16th, the Evan and Tiki Show presents A-Rod Day. Don't put my name on this. I'm not celebrating that guy. Shut up, Evan. It's been 20 years since the Yankees traded for Alex Rodriguez, and it's time to celebrate his legacy. An A-bomb from A-Rod. And we're going to finally retire his number. Interviews, memories, highlights of a champion, a Yankee, a legend, Alex Rodriguez. I still can't believe we're doing this. Friday, February 16th, it's A-Rod Day. I, I, the idea, because wow. it's polarizing and it's it's there's nothing going on in sports, fine. The acting in this thing is just, it's. I can't believe we're doing this. Is Marash going to do that from home? <laughs> or is he going to be actually in the studio to do it? <laughs> and by the way, I thought it was the Evan and Tiki show. Why is no Tiki in there? Is it the Evan and Marash show? What is it? Uh, it's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. And normally when Marash speaks, Tommy yells. So I'm surprised he's not in that one either. <laughs> See, all right, there's another guy. Tommy Luke. All in. 100% all in. 100% all in. in. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, there is no question in my mind. All right, McMonagle. Mm. Uh, he's a work-from-home guy sometimes. Is yeah. he? Sometimes. And he was another fake sick guy on Christmas oh, Eve. Oh, man. He fake sicked on Christmas Eve to yep. you? Did I ever have a fake sick day? No, not that I'm remembering. You know what? I see. All right, all right. We understand you're all in. No, I, I don't have to. I just, I just, I just love. I love the memory because yeah, I'm proud I, of it. Can I be proud for a second? I want to be proud of this. But I mean, all right. You're all in. You get it. All right. And if so, you had done that, I would have. See, because I, I remember the other guys who screwed me. Yeah. All right. Here's one for you, Keith McPherson. I don't know enough. I don't. I honestly don't know enough. Yeah, we don't. That's the one. I, ne- like, I never don't cross over. Yeah, we don't see him. And I, I'm really. And this, I don't listen to the radio station at seven o'clock at night. That is the time I am home and and everything else. I'm just not listening. But I'm assuming he is. I know what you the know? bottom line here is. Yeah. So does Marco. Marco in Brooklyn. Marco, what's happening? How you doing, fellas? All right. This is this is a no boss spot. Everyone's calling out. <laughs> My guest is not around anymore. What's the story with this? Yeah, Marco. Yes. Great point. It's a great point. A no boss spot. I love that. And by the way. Yeah. I mean, you are. What what are you calling him? Lame Lame Duskin. Duskin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah, that could be it. I think everybody's taking advantage. Yeah, so Lame Duckskin's back there, you know, getting his notes down for his Philadelphia sports talk. Everybody else is just doing shows from home, feet up. Not caring anymore. This is what's going on. I'll tell you what, man. These guys better not be taking this stuff for granted. Yeah, I, I agree. No, you can't take it. Yeah, listen. <clears throat> Do you know how many people would want these jobs? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, Lame Dutskin didn't want it for very long. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, he, he wanted to be on the air. He wanted to be on That's the what air, I'm yeah. what I'm talking about. We're talking about people on the air. Yeah. Um, CeeLo. Oh, yeah. All, all in. in. He's yeah. definitely an all-in guy. He pro- he's, he's all in when he probably shouldn't be. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, I, he loves his he place, and, and he's all in. Uh, Peter Schwartz. No. Remember? Yes. He, no, he's not all in. Why? Not all in. He took. He had a chance to work on this show once and did, like, some uh, news radio gig instead. Definitely plus, not. Plus, he records some updates when Jerry and I are on the sometimes his 5 o'clock update. 
recorded. And he always negotiates payment for any services rendered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, that's shocking to me. I thought you guys would tell me that he was all in. No, don't think so. About Coach McCartan. And one I don't, I'm assuming. So, hey, she went to the Super Bowl. She did. So, there you go. Lori Rubinston. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. When was the last time she was on the air? I don't Richard know. Neer. No, he does it remotely. You know, okay. he's been doing it remote for like 30 years. Right. So, all right, let's take a break now. Okay. It is Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco back. Another update. What's happening, Jerry? Well, good morning. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone with Jack Pocket. A uh, couple of normal things before we go off the beaten path just a little bit. Uh, we have Kyle Shanahan with the media Tuesday. Um, obviously, a tough couple of days, as you can imagine, and weeks and months probably. And the hardest part for him as 49ers coach after losing the Super Bowl is that he's kind of reminded everywhere he goes and everything he sees about the loss. It's hard because I don't feel like usually I watch sports or resell my phone and I don't really feel like doing any of that right now. So I got to catch up on some movies last night with my family and then came in today and just really talked with players and stuff and just got to say bye to a couple guys. And he said that's what the next couple of days will be about. He was asked if he expects Steve Wilkes to be back and he said he expects all of his coaches back. So don't know if that'll need to be the case, but right now uh that's what it is meantime big will have another parade good for them and that ends the football you season know, jerry did you hear us talking about the all-in i did personalities i heard did, part of it yes did you agree with us for the most part well i only heard you guys talking about this show and then i heard you talk about bt being the all-in guy mm-hmm. um i do think sal is actually sick I, I really do i don't i don't think he did that just for the snow but he might have i don't know i, I do think he was sick i mean Look, you sound like you're sick again. I've sounded the same way since last Tuesday. And you're still here? But I all, Yeah, but I feel pretty good, though. We got a monocle uh, barking at me, even though everybody said he wasn't an all-in guy. He's texting me. He's very upset about that. He's up? I guess so, yeah. Go to sleep. He said that he would... It's like the Yankees hot, hot stove is one thing, but not being all-in, he believes is a preposterous... Well, I, 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 I don't know Chris as well as you guys do and yeah. for as long as you guys have. Um, so I, you guys basically said he was not an all-in guy. Well, I mean, Eddie brought up the fact that he called in fake sick on a Christmas Eve. So, I mean, does oh, that not just... C-Mac? That says fake not all-in. Did you text him back? You've, you've, that, and he said, yes, that story is highly suspect, is what he said. Well, so is it true or false? He didn't, he didn't say not true. Right. He just said suspect. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we need true or false. Now, if that story is not true, then we have to reassess our situation about all in, not all in. He does do shows from home. By the way, I heard you mention your story about being sick for the best of Imus yeah. thing. My story, which is not exactly similar, but kind of when you feel like you got to get there no matter what. And you, I hate being late. Yeah. Thanksgiving night, 1998, I believe it was. Rich Ackerman was hosting the overnight. He was doing a hosting show, and I was his producer. And the last thing I wanted to be was late. And, of course, it was Thanksgiving, and so I had some food, had some drinks. I'm on the, what's that road by the Yankee Stadium? What's that called again? The Deegan? The Deegan. I'm on the Deegan, and my bladder is about to explode. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, I can do one of two things. I can find a place to stop, but then I'm going to be late. Or, as I look to my right, Gatorade bottle. 
Mm. So in traffic, and I mean bad traffic, I used the Gatorade bottle. Missed. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, and by the way, you probably would have overfilled the Gatorade bottle. Well, it was, it, was a, enough. it was a good size Gatorade bottle. Yeah, it's probably like, what, 16 ounces? Uh, probably the bigger one. Uh, okay. 32. And, had, you know, good opening yeah, for the for, bottle. Yeah, well, for you especially. I worked that whole night with, and I showed up, I was like seven minutes late, and I walked in, and before Rich could say anything, he saw my face, he said, what's the matter? I'm like... Look at my leg. Oh, no. <laughs> See, but you made it. You made I it did, all in. And I worked the whole and, night with and, urine leg. <laughs> you know, listen, I know you're you're sick a lot. And I, yeah. You even came in the day after you hit yourself with the golf ball. In the I face. did with stitches. Yes, I did. Of you course were here. I of course I did. There was an and, alarming amount of bottles of pee on the side well, of the why. LIE. That's, I mean, I, I see at least one or two or three a month. Incredible. I I don't do that often. I don't. Yeah. But the first time I did it was go driving to Dartmouth when I was with Columbia. And there's a spot. You've been up there many yes. times. There's a spot where there's like 40 miles between exits. And there's nowhere to go. That was the first time I did it. And that was a Coke bottle. And that didn't go well either. Oh. <laughs> I've never had to do that. Ever. Thank God. Yeah. Well, good for Oof. you. You're you're the lucky one. Yeah. I'm, I might change as I get older, but so far, so good. Mm, yeah. Once you start going to the bathroom five times a night, it might change. Um, what else? The Nets did lose last night at home to the Celtics. They'll be in Boston tonight. Probably lose again. Uh, the Knicks visit Orlando. Magic loss to the Thunder at halftime. Shaq had his number 32 retired. Um, here he's talking about being appreciative to his teammates. I don't know the guy he's referencing at the end. I'm not sure if it's a teammate or a guy in the front office, but here was Shaquille O'Neal. Thank you, guys. Without you guys, there would be no me. Greg, Latero, all you guys, I want you to stand up here with me because it's never about me. It's about us, and I couldn't be me without you guys, especially JTMF Money. And the MF stands for exactly what you think it stands for. I don't know who that is. Is that a former GM that paid him? Is that a teammate? I'm not sure. JTMF Money. Yes. That's what we said. Then you tell me, is he offering to work for the uh, team's broadcast? And to the, the DeVos family, whenever you want me to quit TNT and come back home, you give me a call. The DeVos family owns the magic, of course. Wow. So who knows? We shall see. Um, Maybe he hates Charles Barkley. Huh. I do think they like each other. It's sort of like a you and Phil Sims thing, you know? Oh, okay. I did think the caveman joke with him was funny. It was. <laughs> that, because that joke has obviously been um, played out a little bit, and yet <laughs> that was a fresh day. It was funny. Yeah, but the Pretty point good. being is that so when we were shooting that, mm. um, you know, we're, we're going over it, and I, and, I, and I said, look, people always confuse us here in New York. Now, they may not know that externally, right. but I think a lot of football fans get the joke. So I said, just call him Boomer. And he did. And he did. He goes, you know, I'm Phil. And then you he know. took the sneakers. <laughs> that was anyway, funny. Just, well, you want to take him home. To we got more Ash weighing in now. Oh, okay. Here he we is go. now. He goes, I was always leaving at 5 p.m. yesterday <clears throat> to make this thing with my daughter, and that was already going to be tight. So it was something ahead of time. So that is that is fair. We did say that. Okay. The snow came, and I wasn't risking digging my plowed car in at Babylon train station and missing it. Also, I once had to share a twin-size bed with McMonagall as he farted loudly and wouldn't shut off the TV one night to be at work. Could you imagine those two guys in a twin-size no, bed? God, oh, no. my God. I can't see one of them in a twin-size bed. Probably sweating and Fumunda cheese all over the place. <laughs> he goes, that's all in. you got to be kidding me. He goes, that's oh. all in. No, all in would have been get, in, get on the train and get to work. 
And then, Al, you slept in the bathtub, right, when you were in the same room with Eddie? I, uh, I tried, but I could not fall asleep because it was loud in the bathtub with the door closed, Eddie snoring. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Wow. What a violent sleeper he is. Well, was. Was. He's now got the CPAP, and he sleeps like a baby. You know, but that, that all goes back to Chernoff. Yes. And his cheap ass. <laughs> Making two grown men share a room together is asinine. Or, even worse, that Harris Allen takes someone else's room after they slept and used it. Right, he had, he had to crawl into a used bed. <laughs> oh, come on. True story. We swapping keys for yes. that hotel over there. What else were you swapping? <laughs> Perhaps unintentionally. Oh, that's gross. Man, could you Just imagine, freeze could you the sheets. Just, can't take it. Spray this. Fine. Could you imagine Harris Allen had the bed and then you got in the bed next and got all these bed bugs? Ugh. <laughs> Gross. Gross. And you know, you got skin flakes and crap. Oh, come oh, on, man. And I know somebody, one of you guys has dandruff, probably. Feet. Just feet just, in that bed. Ugh. Ugh. Right, you're right. The dead skin off the feet. Oh, that's gross. God. Okay. What else? Uh, Steve Balls. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Skivot? Skivot. Yeah. Uh, Providence beat St. John 75-72. Um, I, I came across this. So, Matt Barnes, you remember from... Yeah, from of course. All, uh, up in all, smoke? All no, the no, smoke? All the smoke all podcast. The smoke, former, yeah. former NBA player. So, while we were away last week, apparently he ran into some trouble. Um, he was at his son's high school basketball game. And he's screaming at, well, he's screaming as a parent. And there's a student broadcaster that's relatively close to him, clearly says something. And Barnes goes over and puts his hand on the broadcaster's shoulder and then talks to him. And then crap happens. And as you can imagine, people get very upset about this. He went on the Dan Lebitard show yesterday to explain exactly what happened. And there's another component to this, which we'll get to. I was yelling at the refs, Dan. I yelled at the refs my entire college career, my 15-year NBA career. Uh, I coach AU in the summertime. I have high school boys, and I have a five-year-old coming down the pipeline. So I'm going to be doing a lot of yelling at the refs. <laughs> There's the first problem. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're screaming at AAU refs. Oh, okay. Whatever. Okay, fine. Uh, in terms of putting his hand on the kid's shoulder, he acknowledges. My one mistake was putting my hand on his shoulder. A lot of people want to say I grabbed this kid or I did this. I literally put my hand on this kid's shoulder because he, you know, it was almost like I was talking to my son. You know what I mean? He, he told me to sit my ass down. And I, I was just like, you know, why do you feel comfortable enough to be feel like you can tell a grown man to sit his ass down? So um, he and I had a little back and forth. And then lastly, and then I'll get to the other component of this, uh, it wasn't just the kid. But I just didn't like the disrespect that came with uh, the, the, the entitlement where they felt like they could say anything to me. Not only did that kid say some slick stuff to me, but there was a, there was a woman in the stands who actually, they caught a picture of flipping me off saying, you bitch. And I'm just like, wow. So this is all. I mean, but what, what, what is I mean, he yelling at the, the officials? I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, that, that's basically what it comes down I mean, to. So he's not... yelling at the officials and that, the kid on the radio saying, hey, sit down, man. Come on. This is ridiculous. Yes. I mean, it is ridiculous. I agree. I totally agree. Enter Kwame Brown. Oh, Kwame <laughs> Brown's in here? <laughs> okay, now what? So Kwame Brown has a podcast, <laughs> and he has a theory on all of this. I'm under the influence of good spirits in life, so you can't take what I'm saying serious. This is for entertainment purposes only. This is not made to hurt anyone. 
Don't take it as such. But this little white kid probably was on his podcast and he leaned for and he said, what the f*** is this dude's deal? Those are not his kids. Those are Matt. Those are Derek's kid. Meaning Derek Fisher, who coaches oh, his kid. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so then, Wait, hold on. So Derek Fisher. Wait, didn't Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes uh-huh. fight each yes, other over the woman? woman. Yeah. Yes. So now <laughs> he's, I guess he said, it's just his theory. No, no. Wait, Derek Fisher is coaching these kids, too? Yes. Oh, my God. That's why Brown continues to say this is all about Derek Fisher. It's not the officiating. You know, Derek, the one watching them, coaching them, building them up to be men, and then goddamn Matt Barnes got mad in a mother. <laughs> he stopped walking. He he switched from being mad at the real. He walked up to that little boy and said, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and then lastly, makes it very clear he hates Derek Fisher. He didn't even see what happened to his son. That was looking at Derek back in his head like, God, slapped the back of this mother. so bad. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That what is, a mess! <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah. That could be happening around here before you know it. What a mess! You know that? You know that, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. All right, Jimmy and White Plains. Jimmy, what's happening? Boomer, how are you this morning? I'm I'm well, thank you. Oh boy, I got a question for you, Boomer. I don't know how you do it, but how every single time. Perfect example was during the Super Bowl with the with Jerry's jeans, how he throws Al right under the bus, or Gio, Gio and Jerry throw everybody under the bus for right right away. How how do you deal with that all the time? Uh, it's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It I is can't even I, I never know Sal. who they're going to tell on. I mean, and Eddie's in on this too. He's going back years and decades yes. when people called out sick. I mean, hey. And Eddie's Eddie's the one too at the uh, in the headsets giving us more information. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so there you go. You just outed yeah. Eddie again. No, but that's been that's everybody knows that. Yep. Right or wrong, we've been talking about that for years. Hundred percent. He is lethal in the headsets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lethal. Very funny. Uh, Devils beat the Predators four two. The Islanders lost to the Kraken in a shootout two to one. All right. Thank you, Jerry. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So, uh, Sean Moran just fighting back. He, uh, I don't know why he tagged you in here and not me because he really, he's gotten this whole thing mixed up. He goes, tough on your first day back from an eight-day golf trip that was called, in quotes, work to bash anyone not in the studio yesterday at 7 Boomer Assizing. And yes, I had a daddy-daughter Valentine's with my little girl, and he posted a picture of it. Sean has it wrong. I was on the eight-day golf trip. (laughs) Boomer was actually working. I mean, and I know that he's, as we tweak, he tweaks. But if anybody thinks that Boomer was not working out there, I mean, I played twice as much golf as Boomer did because he had a million things to do, and you snuck in around two rounds. That was it out of that nine days that you were there. But you had 18-hour days working with CBS. So if you're going to tag somebody having an eight-day golf trip, tag me, not him. Yeah, I'm the one who had sure. it. Again, me and Jerry had it. Wildly inaccurate. Yeah, wildly inaccurate. Yes. Uh, yeah, but the daddy-daughter Valentine's Day. I, you know, we have, for whatever we, we've reason, all had that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We've all had that. We understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, 
you you say, hey, listen, I, you know, I'm coming in, but I got to leave a little bit early because I can't miss this. I think everybody would be down with that. But then to take a email from HR saying you don't have to come to work and use that as the reason why you're not coming to work, you know, hey, you know what it is. <laughs> it's right. Fugazi. A Fugazi spot. Uh, I do want to play this. I had Al pull this before. <laughs> this some guy DM'd the official Burger King account because he was unhappy with his Whopper. All right. Okay. And now you've seen these DMs with companies before that are put yeah, out and then there. They react to it. Yeah. Like, sure. like, what, like what do you expect? It's, I'm sorry about your experience. Like airlines would go if there's anything we can do. You know, stuff like that. Right. Is what you get back. You get some sort of like AI bot trying to make you feel better about things. Right. Okay. Isn't that what you normally would expect? Yeah, I mean, or they may reach out and give you a, I don't know, some sort of gift certificate or something. Yeah. Something like that. And something. saying, hey, I'm sorry that you had a bad experience. Please try us again. Give us another shot. All right. So this is this man explaining how the official Burger King account responded to his complaint. I DM'd Burger King and said, I need to make a complaint. They said, hi, Terrence. What is the complaint? So I sent them a picture of one of their burgers and said, ain't no one eating this. Look at it. To which they replied with, look at you, and sent a picture of me and said, big off forehead. It's obviously photoshopped. So I said, nah, that's photoshopped. And then they sent it again, playing tic-tac-toe on my forehead and said, your turn. It's obviously edited. How do you even reply to this? So to recap, if you couldn't follow, <laughs> he sends a picture of the burger. It says, ain't no one eating this. And then they <laughs> sent a picture of him and said, look at you. And then he goes, that's photoshopped. And then they sent another picture of him playing tic-tac-toe on his forehead and said, your turn. Jesus. That's the official Burger King account. I mean, it's pretty aggressive. <laughs> now, the question is, is it an actual real person reacting or is it an AI bot? No, I think that's got to be a real person, I would think. It has to be. It's too funny and, and creative for it to be a bot. I, I, I obviously didn't see this. So is the picture of the Whopper a part of this? Did you yeah, see it? Is. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw what what. What was wrong with the Whopper? I, that didn't, I mean, it looked like a fast food burger gets slapped together at any one of the places. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's their version of, like, Bad Tiki. <laughs> Maybe. Because Bad, Bad Tiki is AI. But someone else is putting that stuff in. But, but yeah, I mean, it was hilarious. I mean, the fact that... <laughs> he goes, look at this burger. No one's eating it. And then the Burger King account goes, look at you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, uh, how, about, how about if the guy was a big fat guy? Uh, like, hey, look at you, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would, I'm sure they would have gone in that way. I wonder how many other people have experiences like that with the Burger King official account. If like that's like a thing, and this is through DM. This is not even through like not everybody could see this. So I was thinking, like I told you, when I flew back from Vegas the first time I was out there, yeah, working you know 14 hour days, mm-hmm. <clears throat> not getting any sleep. Yeah, and remember I told you I got I got on the plane I got on first class and the woman at the at the at the entrance of the gate wouldn't let me take three bags on because I had my shoulder bag I had a garment bag and then I had a pulley bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that whole thing? Absolutely. Now I I was thinking that I was going to go and complain 
on social media. Oh, yeah. Right? Do. But I just, it was kind of like J.J. Watt complaining about closing the gym yep. at, at the hotel. Now, he claimed, J.J. claimed that he didn't mention the gym or where he was staying. He just, he went on, you know, he went on Instagram or X or whatever and asked the question. I wanted to work out. The gym is closing at seven. I didn't know that. Should the gym stay open? Like, I, I yeah, don't just asking people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Does that seem right? I mean, like, I don't. Like, they didn't trash anybody about, in particular. But the thing that got me was the guy that got on after me about ten minutes later had three, three bags. bags. Yep, and there was more than enough room, and the plane was half empty. Yeah, but complaining on social media is not going to get you anywhere. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just not. Plus, I got to tell you, she, she technically, technically, she was right. That is true. But you would think, okay, good customer, first, first class, class, whole thing. That whole thing, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll kind of look the other way. We'll let this thing slide. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. I just, just let it go. Com- kind of complains on social media, I think, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like Peter but Schwartz. that's actually a very funny story. Oh, though. hilarious. That yeah. one, yes. Uh, Peter Schwartz, CeeLo. Those two, like people are CeeLo and all over the place. They are CeeLo. I mean, CeeLo started a trend. He certainly, certainly did. Yeah, passive aggressive social media trend. Hi, right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Build Ford Tough Studio. All right, I got something for you. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, uber popular, maybe the most popular athlete in the United States as we speak. Yeah, he's right up there. Right. So, how many endorsements and commercial ads did he appear in? This this NFL football season. So, how many endorsements does he have, and how many commercials did he appear in? Oh my goodness! I mean, I know right off the top of my head, State Farm. Does he also do Subway. He does some other. I'm going to say so. The, you want the number of endorsements? I'll say he's got ten endorsements. Okay. And I'll say that he was. You want the number of commercials he was in? Yes. Like just just the number alone, like standing yeah. alone, yeah, not how many the times they played. Yeah, twenty eight. All right, so he's got fifteen known endorsements. Okay, and he appeared in five hundred and seventy five commercials. But that number is not. He doesn't have five hundred and seventy five different ones. I mean, they they obviously keep you know every week they would wow. run whatever however many he shot in the off season. Well, good for him. It, right, one hundred percent. He earned it. I'm not. I'm not. You know minimizing any of this stuff. This is yeah. what it's all about. And yesterday, when they got back into Kansas City and, you know, all the cameras are flashing, the, the, the you know, TV cameras there, he's got a pair of Oakley uh, sunglasses, he's wearing Adidas sneakers, he's got a Louis Vuitton bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what this, he's got a Hugo Boss sweatshirt. I mean, he is, he is head to toe. That is one big ginormous endorsement, and, yeah. and that just goes to show you the other it's like money. a NASCAR. He, I, I'm thinking he's making more money off the field than he is on the field. I mean, it has to be. I'm, and same thing. Well, Tom Brady definitely was because he he always took less money with his contracts. Yeah, and you know the, the amazing thing is I was talking about a couple of play, you know a couple of buddies yesterday about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has. An incredible physical ability. Like he's incredible physical. Like he can run, he can throw, he's accurate. Um, you know, he could stand in the pocket if he needs to and throw it over somebody, take a hit, bounce right back up. Hell, he won a Super Bowl last year with what we all thought was a a broken ankle, for God's sake. Yeah. 
And, you know, he made it through the playoffs this year without an injury. So, and, and it showed itself in the second half in the Super Bowl. But um, thinking about it is like Tom Brady and the longevity of Tom Brady is, to me, really quite amazing because Tom Brady did not have the physical attributes that Patrick has. Yeah. And think about what it took for Tom Brady to do what he did as a sixth-round draft choice, play 20 years, you know, win all those Super Bowls, and win Super Bowls with two different teams, two different coaches, and now is going to be the number one broadcaster for Fox. I mean, I mean that is what you call a dedication to your craft. Yeah, I mean, and, and Patrick Mahomes is ahead of the pace of Tom Brady, and but that's going to be, be a conversation, but still. Will he be dedicated to do what Tom Brady was capable of doing oh, as long as he did it. No doubt. And 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 stay away from injury, too, by the way. That's a yeah. big part of it. Yeah, no, I think no doubt. And no there's doubt no question that Patrick Mahomes, right now, if he retired, he's the first ballot Hall oh, of Famer right now. Of course, 100%. Yeah, so I'm looking at some of this stuff. Remember when uh, Patrick Mahomes said he put ketchup on everything? Remember yes. that? So he yeah. got a deal with Hunt's ketchup after Hunt's that. or Heinz? Hunt. Oh, uh, you can't do Hunt's. I know. Hunt's is... That's like, that's off-brand Jerry, man. You got to do Heinz. Yeah, I, Hunt's is, in I, my yeah. household, it's the worst thing you could possibly do because... They're from Pittsburgh. Right. And yeah. you just cannot, like Hunt's, you might Hunt's as well just give ketchup. a middle finger to somebody. It's a rough one. It's a rough one. But anyway, uh, Head and Shoulders, yep. you got that. You did those commercials with Troy. Bio Steel Sports. Probably, he's probably got a uh, piece of the business. He does. He has exactly what he has. Uh, Adidas. He's got that. Oakley. And State Farm Insurance are his biggest ones. Yep. So State Farm, obviously Aaron Rodgers had the... Remember that whole thing with the State Roger, uh, the Rodgers with the belt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Discount double check. Right. Yeah, yeah I that think that's thing. more... I think if, I kind of feel like Patrick is taking that over now. I don't think he has. I don't think Aaron, is Aaron Rodgers even in those commercials anymore. Yeah, I don't I think, think They so. pushed him right out of there. You know, right out. But yes, that is a uh, that is a slew of endorsements for a man who should be. I mean, Steph Curry's another one who got a gazillion of them. I told you he's got a endorsement, <clears throat> and I was told for a very good source, he has an endorsement in Kansas City with a bank. I don't know which bank it is, and I think they signed him early on before all of this stuff. And in the back end of whoever's doing his promotional contracts are brilliant if in fact this is true and i do believe it is the back end of the contract so let's say they pay him two hundred fifty thousand, which sounds like a lot but for a guy like him it's nothing it's chump change mm -hmm. i mean legitimately chump change but at the back end of the contract there's a bonus clause in there that if you get your team to the super bowl that the bank has to buy the family the suite yeah I, that, which is tremendous in this particular Super Bowl because it was the most expensive suite ever. You got to figure they've spent about eight to nine million dollars in suites mm. over the last four years, five years. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> agree, but it's, it's got to be still a good return on their investment, right? Oh, it's got to, of course, it's got to be because ultimately they don't pay them as much as they probably should have up front. Right, exactly, because it happened early on in the. In his uh, rise to start, at least that—that's what I was told by somebody in the industry. Yeah, there was a—you remember, like getting to somebody early on. Yeah, I'm remembering this local Pittsburgh commercial that Antonio Brown did, and I want to say it was for Uncle Charlie's sausage, and it used to pop up just locally in Pittsburgh. 
It was Antonio Brown, like as a rookie six rounder. It might have been his second year because he didn't play much as a rookie. Well, that was Chris Collinsworth at the JTM commercial. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Buenos Aires. Uh, I, was, I was like, um, I was doing like Jake Sweeney car commercials. Like there was a guy out, you know, a very prominent, yeah. like kind of like Doug Wells and your boys. Sure. Uh, I, you know, it's like Jake Sweeney's. Yeah, that's great. I mean, but back yeah. then it was different. Like, you, you know, now when you're that huge star, you're like everywhere. I, I do know for a fact, for a fact, that I was the first one to ever have a cellular endorsement contract. Wow. What company? <clears throat> cellular One in okay. Cincinnati. Sure, I remember Cellular and part One. of the deal was they had to give me, give me a cell phone. And I, that was the one that you carried sure. on your shoulder. Giant thing, yeah. Yes, that thing. So I had that thing. Looked like a surface-to-air missile. Yes. <laughs> and and you're around uh, the nuclear codes. What? And your cell phone number that we all have, obviously, the the actual number indicates that it was like one of the first yes, cell phone yes, numbers yes, in you're Cincinnati. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Al, see if you can look up the uh, Antonio Brown Uncle Charlie's Sausage commercial. And see if that is see if I'm right about that. I just remember him eating that sausage, going, mmm. Uncle Charlie's. Uncle Charlie's sausage, sausage commercial. That that ran in Pittsburgh, uh specific just like locally in Pittsburgh. Uh let's go to Jamar in North Carolina. What's going on, Jamar? Yeah, so I was wondering um what if Boomer what his response would be if Taylor Swift should have any concerns about Travis Kelsey's anger <laughs> issues? No, no, no. He's a completely different person off the field than he is on the field. And if you watch their podcast, the Brothers Podcast, you could see that. You know, Travis is a very funny guy. We actually had him on our Super Bowl. Uh, was it the Arizona? It had to be the Arizona Super Bowl. So they weren't in that. No, not Arizona. Atlanta Super Bowl because they weren't in that. Right. So he was with us on the Super Bowl Today telecast. Yep. And that, guy, the foundation. and that guy that was on with us then is the same guy that you see today. Yeah. His anger is his intensity when he's got the uniform on. Which makes him a great championship player. And obviously I'm the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey thing I'm oversaturated with. I, when I, I, I'm, I'm done with it. But I, I have to defend him in a huge way when it comes to that. There's no way you can translate his intensity on the field to any sort of, to any sort of, uh, I'm laughing because Salicata just gave me the finger through the glass. Oh, that's um, nice. With a, with a smile. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but you can't translate his anger on the field to some sort of domestic violence no, situation not at all. in no not at way. All. That's no. just not fair. That guy is a, and that guy, guy, and look at how that guy loves his mom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on, man. He, he had he had a moment that looked really bad, and it's inexcusable with Andy Reid. But he's not some maniac, violent person who's going to be, you know, punching walls and getting arrested because he can't control himself. Uh, let's go to Gary in Great Meadows. What's going on, Gary? Hi, guys. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, yeah, sir, Gary. What's, what's up? Happening? This story come out during the Super Bowl week, but I haven't heard much more on it, especially from you guys, that the ESPN, Fox, Warner Brothers have joined forces to offer us another streaming service. Uh, I heard an analysis on one of the business channels that they're getting nervous 
that they're the cable cutting is getting so accelerated that they're losing income and they're, they're this is like their uh their their next uh way to get money back yeah them. this is uh no it, it is true and you know we also have a combination of msg right and uh yes and yes this it's all it, they're, they're trying to stay ahead of it they're trying to figure out exactly what's going on you know the amazing thing is is that so now you have these cable companies that are bringing the internet into your house yeah and you could download an app that you have to pay for i do not think that the app is paying to be on the internet service that you are being provided okay so i'm thinking if like if i'm the internet company Unless unless you buy a smart TV that is hooked up to your internet. I'm just wondering if, if the... And look, I don't want... They all make enough money as far as I'm concerned. But I just wonder, like, you know how uh, cable brings in cable TV to your house. You have the box. And then you have to pay for the channels you want through that box. Mm -hmm. Like all the different tiers. I, I don't know why the internet companies, whether it be Spectrum or Cablevision... Um, or anybody else wouldn't say the same thing. You you want to you want an app and you want to play that app through our service, then you got to pay for the service to be able to run that app. Yeah, I mean, one thing that's been pretty difficult to figure out is is this with sports and streaming and what package is the best. I know it's gotten better the last couple of years. I know you mentioned Fubo has been one of them, but I mean, there's just a ton of. You know, Jerry's got Directv Stream. It's just been a lot, and and the fact that some of these. Networks are teaming up to try to put the sports in, in one place to help you out. I think it'll eventually be a good thing for the consumer as long as they at a decent price point. Well, they call it uh, D2C, direct-to-consumer. And whether or not where we're going to be in five years from now may be the spot where linear TV goes away. Mm -hmm. Which would be, you know, I don't... But then again, you know, like most most. People in government want to make sure that everybody has internet. Right. Of course. I think at this point, you would say, what percentage? I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I have no idea. 90? You would think. All right. Let's go to Michael in New Providence, New Jersey. What's going on, Michael? Good morning, guys, and thanks for being on every day. I listen to you in my kidney dialysis. Oh, well, you uh, were. Right, thank Michael. you, Michael. Um, hopefully, you're feeling better. I am, my friend. It's been, uh, I think, seven years. But getting back to Sean Morash. Yeah. Was he the only person in all of Long Island that was able to get out yesterday and go to a dance? There was no dance for anyone. School was you, canceled. That, you know, that's, that's, a a very, that's a very good point. I mean, he put a pic. He put a picture out there. I, he put a picture out there with his daughter, as if they were going out. Yeah, it wasn't as they. He took a picture where they were all out. It was like maybe they got dressed up and took a picture. Yeah, yeah it's and, in the house. Yeah, there's no doubt it's in the house. Yes, and you guys are smarter than that. I figured you would have picked that up right away. There was definitely no dance. Schools are canceled. They're not just going to have a dance. And thanks for being who you guys are. You get me through this every day. Uh, well, thank thanks, you, Michael. Michael. You know what? You, Michael's you, probably right. Makes a very good point. Yeah. You know, schools, what, they were closed yesterday, I guess? Yeah, every school was closed. And, and Long Island was bad. Yeah. I mean, I, it was okay. I, I mean, mean I, when I was driving home, it was a little slippery. As the day went on, it was fine. Gunner up in New Canaan got about seven and a half inches. Yeah. That's a lot. We did not get that. We got about three inches. Yeah, I'm examining this Morash picture. It's definitely in the house. Yeah, it's not actually at the event. I wonder if we could call up 
what is it like West Babylon schools? Let's see if, or I could find, maybe find that online. Yeah, I think it's West Babylon schools. You got teacher friends. Yeah, actually, you know what? If it is West Babylon, I had I actually have a friend who does work in West Babylon. I called on my way home yesterday because all oh, it was closed. He told me that they're going to close every day now that there's even a little bit of snow because the last time they didn't close earlier this year when there was snow, one of the buses skidded off and hit a tree. Everybody was okay. But so if a bus skids off and hits a tree on a on a non snow day, on a snow day they're canceling everything. Yeah, yeah, basically <clears throat> you would think. Now, do you think that this daddy daughter dance was something that was within the school, or do you think it was something that was outside of the school in some other club or something? I mean, we're getting so soft; it's unbelievable. <laughs> Maybe it was virtual, virtual daddy daughter dance. Like we had our virtual Memorial Day kickoff to summer, like that. Yeah. Man, oh man! Uh, Anthony and Douglaston, what's going on, Anthony? Hey guys, just real quick. Um, I was saw a report last night about the advertising revenue. The yes. CBS uh, in overtime, they ran ten minutes of commercials at fourteen million a minute. Yeah, I didn't get you know, I, So they I, made hundred forty million in overtime. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, I gotta make sure that I know that that's a fact, and I know the person to call. I don't know if that's the actual accurate number. Listen, they made a lot of money as they should with that big number. Yeah, and the game was great. So whatever the actual number is, you could trust that it was. Knowing the guy who's in charge of that, you could trust that he did yeah, a great yeah, job. I, with I'm, it. I'm assuming that's. You know, I, I haven't really talked to him about specifics, but I will get to the bottom of it. Yeah, please do. Uh, Dan in West Orange. What's going on, Dan? Hey, what's up, guys? Good hey, morning. man. Danny, what's happening? All right, I'm going to tell you what's happening. So you guys have been in Vegas for the past week or so, and um, I just want to tell you I've been a fan for years. Booms, when you were with uh, your other partner, Craig, I, I, I 2017, and um, when, when I was in Vegas at that time, I was unfortunately in the mass shooting that was at the Mandalay Bay. Oh, wow. And I... I went, I went to the concert, and I saw some horrific things, and I've been struggling with a lot of PTSD and stuff without my life. And you guys have been there for me every freaking morning um, because there are a lot of people that probably listen to the show that realize that, you know, sometimes humor is the best uh, coping mechanism, and you guys have done it for me. I'm trying not to cry right now. Oh, well, Dan, well, Dan we appreciate I, that, I actually. Thank you. Yes, yes, we appreciate it. And, you know, I was out uh, the first time I was at the Mandalay Bay. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I refuse to go to that place. I, 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 don't, I, I don't blame you, but I will say that, you know, getting back to normal is really hard. I mean, we had to deal with that here for 9-11, right? We all dealt yeah. with that mm-hmm. and all the images that yeah. we saw then. And I'm sure you being where you were that day was so much more intense just simply because you were there and you saw it all and you saw it unfold. Yeah. But I, I will say yeah. as back to normal as you could possibly be, the Mandalay Bay and Vegas, especially with the Raiders and the Super Bowl, there really wasn't much mention of it, you know, and I never really felt like it ever came up. Yeah, no, it, it, I, go, I go every year to Vegas, and I go to the memorials and things like that. But you guys, I just want to say that when, when, when we lost your former partner, Booms, uh, uh, Gio came on, and you made so much, you know, you've made better, man. You make me laugh so freaking hard every freaking morning. <laughs> so I just keep it up, man. You guys are doing a great job. Oh, thanks, Dan. Thanks, thanks, Dan. Yeah. One more thing you said? One other thing. Yeah. One more thing to ask. Yes. All right. So over the course of my life, I had the opportunity to go on some PJs, private jets. 
and I'm talking about tipping. Every time I go on one, I don't know who to tip. I don't know what to tip, and I don't know how much to tip. Boom. Tell me what to do. Tell who to tip and how much. It's usually if you have a flight attendant on, on, on the PJ, you, 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 you do it with the flight attendant because she, she's just a working person just like anybody else's. Now, she, she makes good money or he makes good money, but you know what? They do get, you know, if it's good service, like the way that they were feeding Al the drinks on the way out there was... It was impossible not to tip that person. Yeah, we did order a lot of drinks, and we did admit we went hands up accountability, and we made it right. So, and you made amends. We made amends. I got you the Venmo account. Yep, yeah, that's all. It all depends about service. And you saw yesterday, uh, her name was Bridget, right? Yeah. So Bridget was working hard with the breakfast and everything else. No, no, Bridget was the first oh, one. No. I don't know what. Yes, Brittany was. Brittany was the first one. Wasn't no, Bridget? Bridget was the first Bridget. one. Yeah. Oh, this was Paige. Page. So it was Paige. Right, yeah, okay. so Paige right. was this one. I mean, she was working hard, too. I mean, you know, making everything. There's only one person for, what, 14 people? Mm-hmm. Yep. So just use your brains. All right, I'm getting pictures from Sean Moran. She was at Henley's. Hold on, here you go. Let's go, David. Hold and on, wait, hold on. No, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm giving right. you an answer here. We don't All right, okay. David. It was at it was at Henley's. It was not at school. Okay. And I, I, he's sending it's Henley's Village Tavern. So it was not affiliated with. He the brought school. his girl, a daughter, to a freaking tavern. <laughs> you can't win now. This is one of those can't win spots. So he, he, he look. Yes, we're open for our daddy, daughter, and mama's boy dinner, and uh, yeah. So it, he's got the he's got the pictures here. It's, it's all he's got the evidence. He's got it all. So it was not a school event. It's not a school event. Mm-hmm. Boy, he's, he's paying a lot. Paying close attention to. Well, the I mean, show he's right the, he's defending himself. He's like a right. porcupine now. He's like he's putting all his his uh, what do they call his pricks up? You know. Anyway, by the way, <laughs> that what are they called? Pricks, right? No, they're called something else for a porcupine. Quills. quills, quills. That's what. Okay, it is. yeah. Yes. Shoot a quill. He's putting all his quills up. Um, but yes, that that last caller, Dan. That's probably the highest compliment you can get is when someone says yes. they listen to the show. So we really do appreciate him while going through something like that. So we appreciate him calling up. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. It's over to give these or read the defense text that I'm getting as I read the Sean Marash defense texts. Texts. There we go. So we were talking about all in or not all in guys around here and guys who were staying home because of the snow and stuff like that. And both Sean Morash and Chris McMonagall have fought back in a major way. Uh, we had the I gave you all the Sean Morash stuff, but McMonagall too coming with the heat. So just quickly, so he defend, you know, just defending himself. It's only fair. Been here for 17 years, he writes me. For two years, I slept at the station every Friday night to do the Saturday morning overnight. For a year when everyone was home, I was in every day alone, wiping down phones and keyboards. And ask Eddie if brewing a full pot of coffee every morning for you guys is an all-in move. If you Google WFAN all in, my fat face pops up. Fair? Fair. That's C-Mac? That's fair. Are we going back? Are we now going all in on him? 
Well, he's Googling well, but, but who said I, I, I know C-Mac. I don't know him that well. Who was the one of us that said he was not all in? Eddie gave us that fake sick call out on a... Uh, and, then, and then, I don't know who, but someone brought up that he does shows from, from home. home. He does do shows from All home. All right, so, no, well, that would be, you brought up the fact that he had the fake sick day. Right. And you brought up the fact that he does shows from home. I I Al and I both did. Yeah. In his defense, I don't think doing one show from home a week when you're by yourself is that bad. It's not like you're interacting with anybody. You're literally talking to yourself it's for not, four hours. So it's not that bad, but we're talking all in. You know yeah, what I'm saying? All in. You want to say he's, he's 90, up all night? Say you want to say he's 95 percent in? And yeah, and I'll, go, I'll do that. 95, maybe even 98. But that's not all in. Mm, he was here during the pandemic making us coffee. I don't know. I don't. He's making himself coffee because there's no one here. <laughs> that's not true. We Is he doing here. that now? Making coffee for us? Yeah, it's well, now. It uh, when he comes in. Uh, he says goodbye to me. He says coffee's made, and that's usually right about five fifteen. I didn't know that. Yes. It's all right. I'm going. Nice I'm, I'm, that's a very I'm going considerate thing. I'm going to say considerate. I'm going all. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. He's a very considerate guy, but you still claim that there's that fake sick day. Yeah. That was a long time ago, though. We it was, and that. he was a younger man. Long time ago, before he was a before he was because- a dad. Right, I think because you're getting the text messages now, you're getting soft. I'm I'm feeling guilty now. <laughs> yes. I also have to say, when I did ask Sean Mirage to put on a diaper and come out in a crib for Boomer and Geo Live at the Paramount, he did that. He loves that stuff, he, though. You did him a favor. He was hoping you would ask him. Yes. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, by the way, BT and Sal are running around in clown outfits right now. Yeah. Yeah, I was just in the bathroom to go to actually use the bathroom. There's yeah. two bald men putting <laughs> makeup on. So, <laughs> so what are they doing this for now? They lost a bet with Hoffman, I believe. Oh, big tongue. What, so I what think, happened there? I, th- <laughs> I think I haven't seen him. I think BT is in a wrestling speedo. Okay. And you've got, and you know, a top. No, BT is in a gold dust who was a wrestler. His outfit, which was not a oh, speedo. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. I thought he was dressing as a wrestler. Okay. And then Brussel looks like a clown. And what was the bet? Was it the Super Bowl or something? Or I think no? they were eating a pizza or peanut butter or... <laughs> Soup with no hands. Yeah, something bet. Somebody oh. lost a bet, or it's A Rod Day, or something. <laughs> I just could not imagine Big Ton eating a wad of peanut butter. Oh, oh, oh my god! You can't talk it, already. You become a mute. That'd be the end of that. Get that tongue and some peanut butter. That thing is stuck on the roof of his mouth for the rest oh, of his life. God. Uh, okay, we have uh, That's horrible Jerry. No! <laughs> 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 uh, he's got an update moment of the day. What's up, Jerry? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door, and brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. I just came across these calls. I know the, I don't think it was Sunday night, but hell, we're still talking about the Niners and the Chiefs. So a couple of things here. Number one, maybe they've done this before because I know Noah did Nickelodeon last year. Is this the first time we had a father and son doing alternate broadcasts, or did they do it last year? No, I did the world feed this year. I think they did uh, one of the playoff games. A playoff game, not a Super Bowl. A Westwood one. Okay. Playoff game with Peacock, maybe? Um, Yes, I did the radio on Westwood one. Noah did it on... With Blackledge. uh, Correct. On Peacock. That was the Texans game. Texans-Browns, I believe. No. No? Not the Texans-Browns game? Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs, uh, Chiefs-Dolphins. Oh, is that true? Yes. Okay. I thought it was Texans-Browns. No, but again, Chiefs-Dolphins was Jason Garrett. I really think it was Texans Browns that Noah Eagle did. I'm almost certain of it. Okay. 
whatever. I'm talking about the Super Bowl. Here's so I saw Andrew Marshan post this uh, world feed from Ian. So we'll compare the two calls. You tell me which one's better. Is it Ian oh, or Noah? This is not fair. Why? <laughs> they're very. They're both very good. This is why it's not fair. Because you got to now pick one yes. and say one's worse when they're probably both really good. No, one can be better than the other. Doesn't make the other one worse. All, All right, right. Let's, let's hear it. All right, I give you the esteemed Iron Eagle first on the World International feed. First and goal. <laughs> Mahomes on the move. Touchdown, McCall Hardman. The Chiefs are Super Bowl champions again. Yeah, he let it breathe for a long time. I cut out the crowd noise. A dynasty is born. And that's how he ended it. Okay. Then here is Noah on Nickelodeon. It's a little shorter because um, Patrick uh, is talking and SpongeBob is talking. And so we wait for them to shut up. And then he finally got it all set. Eight seconds left in overtime. Who's Mahomes roll So that was on Nickelodeon. <laughs> What's going on in the back? Well, Anybody who's watching that Nickelodeon uh, for no, the game needs their head examined. <laughs> you got SpongeBob and Patrick Starr there talking as okay. everything's happening, as he's trying to actually make the call. All right, you can only pick one. Which one? I'll pick Ian. Boomer? Mm. Yeah, I think I could. Well, See, I'm going to go with Noah because I think he had to deal with a lot of crap there. That's what I'm saying. He's in the middle of that craziness yes i agree so I, he had a talk as these people were talking with people these these characters, <laughs> these characters. talking over him did is nate in there can you hear nate in there yeah oh yeah absolutely. No, i think or is nate nate man no no the, nate was uh nate was at the end this was his commentary <laughs> that was nate okay <laughs> one more time sure <laughs> oh man jeez the, the, the anti-Tony Romo, huh? <laughs> uh, wow. Tony's sitting there reading the encyclopedia out for the entire end of the call, and nature's wow. <laughs> Somewhere in between, isn't right. it? I'm, going, I'm, I'm sure I'm, there was more after that. <laughs> I'm going with I am. All right, I'm going to go with Noah, because he had to deal with wow, and he had to deal with Patrick Starr and SpongeBob. Okay, it's fair. So it's 2-1. You guys got to break this. What are we thinking here? <laughs> I'm I am. Ian, ah, well, Ian wins. Whoever that. the father is, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> so Ian wins four to one. I'm the lone Noah guy here. All right, fair enough. A um, couple of other things here uh, on the Super Bowl. The NFL films, all this audio was starting to come out. I played this earlier, and I got a couple more that I just found. First, Sean Gibson of the Niners. Um, this was after Mahomes threw the interception in the third quarter, courtesy of NFL films. That is just a regular quarterback, bro. Well, he didn't look so regular in the fourth quarter in overtime as they did win. The other one, uh, the other two that came out in NFL films was the third down play in the fourth quarter where the Niners wound up having to kick the field goal and they didn't get the first down. Apparently, these, and I don't know which ones, was it, who was the official? You remember Vinovich or whoever Vinovich. it was? Yeah. Vinovich. I don't know if this is him or it's just a couple of the other officials, but they were mic'd up talking right before this third down play for the Niners. The best play that you have in your book right now. Because you don't want to give Mahomes the ball back. Mm, well, he did get the ball back. And then you had Trent Williams mic'd up right before the play where uh, the secondary guy came free and kind of 
got in the way of Purdy's pass went, went incomplete. I alert the pressure. We cannot take a sack. They didn't take a sack, but they didn't get the playoff either. So all that stuff coming out. Also, which was just released a little while ago, the uh, Kelsey Brothers New Heights podcast just came out. I don't have the audio yet. We'll have it tomorrow. But apparently Jason went after him pretty good for the way Travis acted with Andy Reid. Oh, really? Supposedly. How, how out of line he was. Bad look. So They uh, they did this edit I saw on X of Jason Kelsey at the post-Super Bowl party. Yeah. Like with like a, a luchador mask on, like dancing around in overalls, like all hammered. And then cut to a picture of him. <laughs> Holding his child at, at Disneyland, watching a parade, <laughs> totally hungover. Yeah. It's perfect. A, it just is the duality of a dad in that spot. I, I, how about the kids, man? They're flying all over the place. I know. It's it's got to be amazing for those kids. Absolutely, it's tough for them to appreciate at that age. But yeah, they yep. uh, it's a quite an experience. Mm. Uh, today you do have the parade in Kansas City for the Chiefs. The Nets did lose to the Celtics one eighteen one ten that game in Brooklyn tonight. They will play again, but this time in Boston. You've got the Knicks back in action as they visit Orlando tonight. St. John's lost to Providence 75-72. Just one quickly from uh, down in spring training. David Peterson just met the media maybe a half hour ago or so. Uh, he was asked how he is doing after having hip surgery. I feel really good. Um, better than before. and uh, been, been getting after the rehab and uh, excited to get back with the guys and, and get in the building and um, keep making progress forward and then you have mark vientos who spoke a little while ago as well whether it's dh third base doesn't matter just wants to be in the lineup playing every single day gives uh the opportunity to showcase myself at its best so um if i get the opportunity to do that i'm not going to look back for sure and so we are off and running with spring training essentially all the players uh will start coming in i know they don't have to be in for another few days but a lot of them are there already. Devils beat the Predators 4-2 as they scored three times in the third. Timo Meyer, the go-ahead goal there. The Kraken over the Islanders in a shootout by the score of 2-1. Time now for Moment of the Day, which is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who are doing it. <laughs> so earlier we were having some fond memories of sharing hotel rooms here in New York City as uh, fellow employees during snowstorms. That all goes back to Chernoff. Yes. yes. And this cheap ass <laughs> making two grown men share a room together is asinine. Or even worse, that Harris Allen takes someone else's room after they slept and used it. Right, he had, he had to crawl into a used bed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, come on. True story. We swapping keys for yes. that hotel over there. What else were you swapping? <laughs> you <know. laughs> Perhaps unintentionally. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Man, could you Just imagine? Just breeze the sheets. <laughs> take it. Spray this. Fine. Could you imagine Harris Allen had the bed and then you got into bed next and got all these bed bugs? Ugh. <laughs> Gross. Gross. And you, know, you got skin flakes and crap. Oh, come oh, on. And I know somebody, one of you guys has dandruff probably. Feet. Just feet <laughs> in their bed. <laughs> yeah, right, you're right. The dead skin off the feet. Oh, that's gross. God. Okay. What else? Skeeve uh, balls. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Skeeve balls central during a snowstorm. Moment of the day. Uh, very good, Jerry. Thank you. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Toughest Studio. <laughs> All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. So you know how you were saying to me, like, 
Nobody's questioned if you're all in or not when I was telling you stories. Yes. When you're doing the all in thing. That's what, ev- but like everybody's doing that. So like Sal was giving his defense to me. BT was giving his defense to me out there. Everybody's defending themselves. This now is they what all you think, do. Now yes. they all think they're all in. Right. I got And the reason I was saying that is because Travis Kelsey is an all in guy. Yeah. I mean, now he got a little distracted when he went to Buenos Aires. In the mm-hmm. middle of the season. Yeah. But then when he came back and the playoffs started, and you could see it against Miami, and then you saw it at another level against Baltimore. Right. And then you saw it at even another level in the second half of that game against the 49ers. That's what this all was about. Are you an all-in guy? Are you all-in? Yeah. Are you willing to sacrifice everything to get what you want? Yeah, I mean, and these guys uh, certainly are paying off their bets, and they, they look all in today. Oh, my they, God. So Brandon is gold dust, and... He looks like gold member. Yeah. He looks like something out of, like, an S&M party, doesn't he? Like, Well, he looks like gold member. <laughs> I, mean, <it's> just... <laughs> I, I mean, he is all... See, that's an all-in guy. Right. Like, if I... <laughs> like, if I, like, blacked out drunk and, like, somehow ended up in, like, some... <laughs> New York City underground gay party. Yes. That's what I would expect would be in there. Well, is what the way that Brandon I mean, he's dressed. A, he is dressed as a wrestler, right, Al? Yeah, Gold Dust. Gold Dust is Who the wrestler. Was a gay okay. wrestler. Right. right. This is right. This is okay. what I'm saying. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, no, no. Like, that's hard to be like, whoa. And what How did is, I get in here? And what is Lakata dressed as? Doink the Clown. Yep. Also a wrestler. Yeah. Also doink the clown. Yeah. All right. Well, good for them. They're paying off their bets. They are paying off the bets. That that's the legit part of it. <laughs> I mean, then I was asking about this a a rod day and everything around here. I mean, I kind of find it a little insulting. What? That Sean Marash is allowed to have an a rod day. Why? I mean, how, I, should I have a Messier day? If you want, but they I already mean, but, retired but, but, but his but number. I'm, though. But I'm I'm not going to do that because I know that there are other fan you know people that from other fan base. I'm not a Yankee fan, so I'm not here to determine whether he should or shouldn't have a day. Well, I think but. the whole point about with A Rod is that he was a polarizing guy. Some people think he should be honored. Some people don't. With Messier, that's a hundred percent across the board has to be honored. Yeah, but we never had a Messier day around here. You're missing the point. I'm saying the day, the reason Messier had his day presented to him by the team. Do we have? have we A Rod is have not. We, let me ask you this question: Have we? Oh, oh, I see. No, A Rod got honored by the team. He didn't. There was not an A Rod day retirement they, they, they number had, in the he rafters. Was, he was on the field, and they had an A Rod day. Monument Park. They, let me yeah. ask you this question: Do we have a Derek Jeter day around here? Well, he got, but see, no, I'm saying here. They did not have here. an A Rod day. For the the Yankees, did not have an A Rod day. Yes, they did. It was raining that day, if I remember. What? They had an A Rod day for him when he announced his retirement. I don't think so. I they don't. did. I don't, someone's got to correct us on that or, or figure it out. They but, had. It was raining that day. He was out there. Yes, he had. They had an A Rod day. Okay. Check the schedule for our next big giveaway: Alex Rodriguez Solitaire Night. Play solitaire alone all night long, like Alex does in the dugout. <laughs> okay, whatever that is. Check the schedule for our next big giveaway: 
Alex Rodriguez sad harmonica night. You can play along all game long with Alex in the dugout. <laughs> it's okay. Yuri Sukart night. <laughs> the cousin that A-Rod blamed for his steroid use. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that I feel like Sean Morass is jamming all of his Yankee stuff down our throat. Okay. You see, and that's to me like it would be like us. I don't know. Is there has there been a Jason Kidd day around here? No, no, not that. Well, Patrick Ewing day. No, there had to have been a Jason Kidd. Yeah, but, but the Jason Kidd day and the 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 Knicks did that for him. You know, so Schwartz is writing me that. Oh, uh, uh, now Schwartz is writing. No, 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 they said they had a day when they announced he was playing his last game and then was being released. He didn't. Get a day after that, meaning like, well, they had a day, but when he was still in uniform, they had a day. <laughs> Semantics on the day. It was a day, and you know it was a day. I no, know it, it was, was a different day. than Messier and Jeter and Ewing's day when their numbers were retired. Yeah, but why is the fan responsible for an A Rod day? I, I mean, Marash had an opportunity, right, and. To do something and with the show. to be selfish. And he chose to do this. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, uh, Roy in Middletown, what's happening? Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, hey what's up, Roy? No, it, it was a night game, and it was raining, Boomer. Yes. And uh, he had his daughters on the field, and they had a cake. He brought out a cake um, right around the first base lot, um, mm. right around first base. Exactly. So they definitely had a small celebration. Yeah, small so, celebration. Well, still a small celebration. Small celebration did not get a day. Hey, that's still, that's still not, a celebration. Did not get a day. Okay, they Gio, celebrated him. Okay, you got it. Yeah, see, Roy? See, Roy? All right, sorry. so I guess Roy feels like there should be an A-Rod day here at WFAN. We've never had an athlete day here at WFAN. And you know what this is? This is a lame duck spot. Wow. <laughs> this is what this is. Lame this duck is- skin. This is a program director not paying attention to what his on-air people are doing. No, I see this. I I think this is actually a lame duckskin idea. That's what I think. This this reeks to me of a oh, this is duckskin spot. Duckskin yeah. spot. Okay, yeah, that's what I think. But honestly, we've never had another day for an athlete, have that's we? Tr- that's true. You're right. No, we have not. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You'll be the first one. We'll ask second one now after A-Rod. <laughs> and when the Boomer Day happens here, that will be The Boomer Day will be, see ya, goodbye. That's I, it. I totally disagree. No. Uh, first of all, it totally will be. Totally disagree. It will be, see ya, goodbye. No, 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 no. You know it's not going to be like that yes, five I years do know from it. now. I do know it's, it's going to be like It's not going to be like, like I'm how, did, how did I retire with my NFL career? That's different. Well, why is that different? We're in a celebration era now. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is with the celebration era now. Okay. And you were going straight to something else. You were young. You were full of, you know, uh, potential in the media broadcasting industry. So this now is- you're old with no potential. No, is no, what no, Gio exactly. saying? No, it's See, not uh, what I'm saying, Eddie. No, what I'm saying is now you're done. When you retire, everything has been look, done. It's not- a celebration. There's not things ahead where you're like, oh, he's going to be look, fine for the next forty years. We you got know? the Mark Chernoff news newsroom or whatever, right? Yeah. We have well, who's the break room back? Summers, Steve Summers, yeah, right. They still have not replaced the Francesca Studio sign, which is a disgrace in my eyes. Whether you like him or you don't like him, he right. was here. He was an institution. That sign should still be up, and it's not up. That's a problem, right? I agree, and that's why I don't want anything. I don't want a day. I don't want nothing. I don't want anything from you people. They got Goodbye. The, they got the Mad Dog knife in the back. They got oh that. yeah, Doc Doctor Shivness. <laughs> <laughs> 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 